your brothers and plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sick is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gaming History 101, the uh, Retro Games Podcast, live on all games every Sunday night at 11 p.m. Uh, I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, um, and with me today is a special guest, not my uh, expected special guest, but a very special guest nonetheless, uh, is uh, Eli, otherwise known as So Doom from the Knuckleballer Radio. What's up, Eli? It's a me, a Mario. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Charles Martinet is actually who my guest is here. <laughs> How you been, man? Mario. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude, I'm, I'm excited, dude. Yeah, welcome to uh, GH101. I, I I know you're familiar with the show very much, so but uh, welcome on. Uh, it's great to have you on, man. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I'm a fan of the show, and I just cannot wait to get time to catch up on the episodes, but I love what you guys do here. Well, the whole point of this is that it's timeless. Uh, it's the one thing that kind of sucks about uh, podcasts as a whole um, is that uh, depending on the trends and the times you listen, um, it can go one way or the other. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely true. So the one thing I, mean, I get to cheat on is this. Y- your show kind of reminds me a bit of uh, Retronauts. We try, um, or yeah, I try, it, rather. But, um, I mean, I mean, uh, something about that show, I got tired of it. I stopped listening to it. I don't know what it was, but something happened. Now, I'm not trying to say they sucked <laughs> or something, but um, something about it went awry. <laughs> um, so. You know, I mean, this is probably a controversial topic, or, well, statement, or maybe it's not. Um, uh, Bob Mackey is a great person, but uh, I just really didn't dig the uh, direction he took the show in. Um Jeremy Parrish has always been great, um, and uh, he he tends to add um, a surprising amount of, uh, I guess I would say, balance to the show. And without him, it all kind of fell to the wayside. I was really upset that he didn't keep up with just the real classic stuff. Uh, on this show, at the beginning of the year, 2013, we did our... You know, our whole, like, on the fives and tens like Retronauts used to do. Um, and I was really kind of nervous that they would do it and it wouldn't be very good. You know, ours would pale in comparison. And they did it. And, again, I'm not judging myself against Retronauts. For starters, they're a professionally produced show with people that get paid for it in the heart of where game design is. Um, yeah. And I was very pleased that uh, not only did we touch on everything they did, um, but we had equal amounts of knowledge, and we even touched on a lot of things they didn't. So, um, granted, that was me speed speaking that whole show. I, I did like a two, uh, a three-hour show in like less than two hours. <laughs> so I think I was all hopped up on coffee. But uh, but again, uh, that's the goal: is that uh, is that we uh, we come in uh, somewhat in the in the perspective of retronauts without having. Uh, you know the Chris Kohlers and stuff on there. So, um, but I'm I'm fastly trying to uh, 
come up to speed with everybody on, on my history. I just uh, don't get the benefit of going to all the trade shows and getting paid to uh, ask them these questions. So instead, I kind of mm-hmm. do it the old-fashioned <laughs> way. Uh, but uh, but it's good to have you on, man. Um, so just because uh, this has always been a long-standing show, and I haven't had a beer on this show in a couple of weeks. Um, you said you were finishing up your pint. What are you? Uh, what are you enjoying over there? Man, that that you know that person that I will refer to as a drug dealer, uh-huh. you know, aka Sean Freeman, <laughs> and trees. Yes, <laughs> they you know for the for the freaking St. Patty's Day episode, they suggested oh, yes. to get a whole bunch of different kind of pints and this. And I bought like six different kinds. The one that really stuck is called the Young's uh, Double Chocolate Stout. Oh yes. Oh my God, that thing has become my crack. I cannot do a show now without doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm depressed now that I'm thirty percent of my of, uh, is left in my cup. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, I, you know, I, I was a straight up lager guy, and I hated this bitter stuff. But I've become a big, big fan, and nice. I love this stuff now. Cool. So yeah, that's pretty much it, man. <laughs> well, I'm doing the uh, IPA Maximus Ale by Lagunitas. It's eight percent alcohol, so uh, I've got two of these. So we'll see if I can even speak by the end of the yeah, show. But those, so those IPAs be bitter than like uh, than hell, dude. Yeah, if they don't punch you in the teeth, they're not worth drinking, man. <laughs> I just I can't know get love. past the, like a really hard bitter. Like you know, the the, mm-hmm. the the double chocolate has a bit of bitterness, but just that f- chocolate flavor with a little coffee notes. Ah, oh, I love it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, it. no, I mean, my wife is a big stouts person, and and surprisingly, stouts are um, from a from a you know kind of a body perspective uh, stronger than an IPA anyway. But um, but yeah, I like my sour, you know, hoppy, <laughs> bitter beers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, but anyway, yeah, so I guess we'll kick into it. Without further ado, uh, this week's episode is going to be about Super Mario. And um, it's interesting when you go into something like this because, uh, you know, it's one of those things I kind of avoided on my show um, because I feel yeah. everybody's played the games and everybody knows about them. And it wasn't until I recently wrote, you know, a series of art. Well, recently, within the last year, I wrote a series of articles, kind of revealing some stuff about uh, Mario's origins. And I realized, oh wait, you know what? People don't quite know as much as, or or maybe haven't studied up on or care as much uh, about, you know, kind of where Mario's been. But he's been around a lot. And uh, there's some very interesting um, games that are out there uh, that uh, that Mario's been a part of. Some people know about. Some people probably don't know about. And so I just figured we would do a show that instead of talking about, you know, I don't know um, how much retro you listen to other than Retronauts, So Doom. Uh, how um, much? I used to listen to like a couple of others, that I did, but it's been long gone. You know, like I forgot about what the hell they were. Fair so enough. It's been a while. Like I listened to Retronauts for a bit and discovered you guys. And I <laughs> pissed it took me so goddamn long. <laughs> oh yes. no! I like I said, it was it was a long time coming, and and for a long time we weren't uh, we were hardly a weekly show, we were hardly a monthly show. So, um, but uh, but yeah, I uh, I uh, every time I listen to the shows, especially um, British retro podcasts, that's like a big deal is to start your show off about Mario or Mario Kart or something like that. And the first thing they get into is what's your favorite Mario game or what's the best Mario game? That's what it is. What's the best Mario game? And it's always that fight between Mario World, Mario 64, and Mario 3, you know, and everyone sits there and talks. You know, it's obviously Mario World. See, I mean, right, come exactly. on. Yeah, see, and we all get into that. Um, so... 
So that's why I wanted to do this show um, about Mario, the character, um, and 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 f- to a certain extent about his uh, his games. We're not dancing around that stuff. Um, but instead of discussing like what are the games about, because we've all played them, and and what's the better one, because we uh, can all do that debate for days. Um, more about just kind of how it came to be, what decisions they made, and kind of more importantly, and I, I know you know this is customary on our show, kind of the influence. Like when these games came out, like what was your experience with them? Um, and so, Doom, I mean, any person who has, you know, the uh, Zelda shield, the original <laughs> Legend of Zelda shield is their Skype emblem. You know, I, I feel that maybe faithfully I will have very little problems um, finding, you know, the core of, of your experience with Mario, I think. But, uh... well, like I said, dude, I mean, I could honestly say the first Mario that I played was the pack-in with the, mm-hmm. with the NES. Yeah. And no, I'm a liar. It was the arcade version of it. Oh, yes. That was the, uh, the, the one B that version. What, what, what was that called? They call it like the B version. Well, I call it the B version. It's it's um it's a slightly alternative version of Super Mario Brothers that's harder. Uh, what came first? I believe the original Super Mario Brothers. Um, really? It's hard to find documentation on this, I'll be honest with you. And I did find a Super Mario Brothers arcade game, and it's different. But, you know, I'm pretty sure it hybrids. They, like, Nintendo knew, um, and we'll get into this in a second, but with Super Mario Brothers 2, better known in America as Super Mario Brothers The Lost Levels, not the Mario 2 we got. The Doki um, Doki Panic one? Yeah. Well, no, no. Doki Doki Panic is what was converted to our Mario 2. I'm talking the original Mario 2 that was kind of oh, like the, a ROM hack. The hard one. <laughs> yes. The, the bitch one. Um, that one, uh, that I got one. A funny, I got a funny side note on the uh, Lost Levels. Um, okay. About last summer, I went to Tennessee to visit my bro, mm-hmm. and he had. He had, you know, he, my brother's a tattoo artist, and he had bartered for some tattoos that he was doing on some dude. He bartered a SNES and a NES. Okay. And with the, the the SNES, it was a bunch of games. Most of them were crap. But I had the Lost Levels. I mean, I had the, the, the All-Stars. Mm-hmm. And my daughter, my 15-year-old daughter, she went on a crusade to Panic beat one. Lost yeah. Levels from level to level without skipping. Ugh. She made it. She, last time, I mean, she kind of like kind of fell out of it, but she made it to like seven three, I think. I was gonna say seven two actually has the impossible jump. <laughs> what is this impossible jump? Like you just got to jump. You have to, to do like a, no. You have to jump on a block that's just above you, <laughs> without breaking it, and land on it, and then you have to do a long jump. Oh my god! Yeah, you have to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you're large, you can totally fuck it up, and there is no way to do it other than die. And if you're small, there is a like you know, obviously, even if you're good at it, there's still like a seventy percent chance it will dink the corner of it and knock you right into the pit. I'll tell you right now, though, it was. I, w- I would have loved. I think to there's a wind it. blowing against you too, so like you have to adjust for that. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you right now, the funniest thing was I was um, I was over here on my Xbox playing whatever game was out that time, and I, <laughs> I hear from her room. Yeah. And my, my daughter's not allowed to curse in the house. And I hear, <laughs> motherfucking fucking shit. Oh, <laughs> Mother- yeah. Yeah, that game will elicit. He- oh, my God. Oh. oh, it was hilarious. And she's like, damn it. What the? And she's like, are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> like, just yelling at the game. No, I, was- I mean. And it's totally appropriate. And I guess um, because I don't want to get into it later because I don't have really much to say about it in a grandiose fashion. Not the Lost Levels. I have a, a little bit to say about that. But uh, the arcade game, 
as far as I can tell from playing it, and I don't have any documentation. I cannot find any. And I've read all this stuff. I've read Game Over by David Sheff. I've read uh, Chris Kohler's book. None of them reveal this answer. Um, the arcade game seems to be a mild hybrid between the original Super Mario Brothers with little aspects of uh, Mario Brothers 2. And uh, that arcade game did hit arcades, I believe, in 86. So that would date it definitely best Super Mario Brothers and kind of make make an explanation for it. So um that's kind of cool cuz like I said I, like like I was saying before I went my little tangent was I got my super, my my Super Nintendo. I got my um NES a good 2 3 years after cuz I was you know I was a poor welfare kid when I was growing up, you know. <laughs> most of so, well and I was I mean most of us got our our system in 87. That was when the Zapper um Duck Hunt, Mario Brothers, you know, action set went down to ninety nine bucks. And I think that's most uh, mostly when most of us got that for Christmas. I don't I know if that was the year, but I, I was definitely too young to know the price because I'm, 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 I'm I might have been probably like seven, eight. No, no, I think I was in middle school, so I, I was in my you know my probably like ten, eleven, twelve, whatever the heck. Okay. But my brother bought it. He bought it home. He bought he bought it with Gauntlet. And that's why we had gauntlet. And the, gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and the, and that's it. And dude, let me ask you a question. Sure. Back then, how long did it take you to beat Mario? And I don't mean in one sitting. Like, how long you bought the game in March? How long to it was you you beat it? Possibly four months. Okay. And I got to so cheat because I knew where the warp zones were. My cousin had it before I did. I was playing I was, fucking I, Atari I, ET and hating my yeah. life. I went in it version, dude, and I could say it took me like probably like half a year to complete the game. <laughs> to, answer you your, to answer your question directly, I recently beat it for a uh, retro game challenge if you go to our YouTube site. Those are pretty um, good, by the way. I've seen oh. one. I forgot what game you were playing, but I saw one. I think I've, I've commented about it. But I forgot. I saw yes, I do remember you doing that. I'm trying to remember which one it was. Um, I yeah. want to say it was Super C. Um Yes, yes, but, yes, uh, yes. But yeah, yeah, when I you played did quite those. Good. You did quite good. I was. Oh, thanks. Dude, seriously, those games are no joke, man. You oh, did... I know. <laughs> the, uh, well, and what I did was, um, recently I, uh, I was looking back at those. Super C and Double Dragon are the ones where, like, I get as far as I can. Then when I get a game over, I kind of edit in when I get farther again. Now I've done them as, like, I just wait for the perfect run and capture everything I play, um, which is good and bad. People are like, oh, really, that was it? And uh, and part of me wants to go, well, pff, that was it. There were 17 failed attempts before you saw that one, you know. It's like, you know, I put a good six hours into this, but. Super Mario Brothers was one that I was able to do on the fly. You watch me get a game over quite a few times and get pissed off, and I think I even put voiceover in that one. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, in that one, uh, I think it takes me an hour and fifteen minutes, all being told, all game overs and everything. So, you know, we've come a long way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, although I never would have guessed it would have taken me that long. Now, mind you, I think I beat it with no warp zones. I'm pretty sure I did. That's- that's like that's that's this is blasphemy. This is yeah, yeah, right, right. I, I do it without warp zones. I might have stumbled upon one, but if anything, it like did. It was one of those things where like I found a warp zone on like four three, and it took me to five one or something. Like it wasn't a crazy warp, and it was one of those things where once you find it, you don't know how to not find it, you know. And you don't like want to sit there and wait the four minutes before your uh-huh. timeout happens. Yeah, because you can't scroll backwards. You can only go one direction. Nope. Once you're there, you're there. So. um but yeah, I mean, I think everyone will agree that, you know, to a certain extent, whether regardless of when you started, Mario has had a, a significant part of one's life. Um, 
But I don't think a lot of people know a lot of the crazy shit that Mario's been through. Mario has had a lot of iterations. There's a lot of weird offshoots and things like that that people don't know about and a lot of interesting uh, stories. So, you know, it was my goal to to kind of talk about, you know, all all those weird things you may or may not know about Mario. So, um, now the one thing I will say going into this is um, we've gotten to this point on Gaming History 101, and especially with our podcast, where um, uh, I guess I would say we've we've got enough backing that i no longer have to explain things in a grand scheme and especially for those of you who listen to the show on a frequent basis i almost think it's a discredit to you to re-explain all this stuff i think that is one thing you know you talked about sodium that retronauts lacked was because they had to pretend that you've never heard a previous episode some stories especially some of the better kept stories were retold like 600 times and so in an attempt to not do that, I'm going to kind of reference stuff that's on the site. And the hope is that, you know, you'll look at it there if you care. And if not, you can just move on and you don't have to worry about it. Um, so uh, so I, if you don't mind, I guess we'll just get started with how Mario came to be. Um, Go right ahead. All right. Uh, this story is better told on Gaming History 101. If you look under the storytelling tab, I have, um, I think it's labeled how Shigeru Miyamoto saved Nintendo of America. Um, and basically it was that, uh, when Nintendo came over here, um, they really made it big in the arcade brackets and, um, the way they kept things going was to, uh, you know, try to make arcade games that were very popular. And amongst those, um, one of their games that was supposed to be huge was Radar Scope and Radar Scope, they spent a lot of money and, uh, made more than, um, I want to say 2,000 units, maybe more arcade machines out in a little warehouse in California. And it didn't do well. Uh, it was not liked by the masses. So um, they were in a, a real pickle. And um, the Arakawa, Arakawa the, uh, the kind of Nintendo of America, their head, or Nintendo's head, Yamauchi, uh, Arakawa, Arakawa, sorry, I'm having trouble with that name. Um, he married Yamauchi's daughter. And was out in Nintendo in America to make Nintendo of America successful, and he called up and he said, "Holy shit, we are fucked. I I can't, you know, uh, Radar Scope was a failure, and we need to do something big." Now Nintendo did have the Famicom, and it was about to come out in Japan, but you know. America's market was very scattered and scary, especially with Atari. And right now, at the time that this all comes to be, Atari is in talks with Nintendo to release the NES as an Atari console. Believe it or not, Atari may have been responsible for the NES had talks not gone as poorly as they did. So So, that's almost like the PlayStation thing, almost. Yes, yes. And um, uh, what you're talking about... uh, just to give people reference is a episode I did called birth of the PlayStation. Um, and, uh, that's, uh, yeah, basically, uh, the PlayStation started off as a CD add on console for the super Nintendo and had it come to be and Nintendo not screwed over Sony. We may have a very different tale of the future right now. The PlayStation four would not be the big thing on the market. Maybe the Wii U would be who knows, <laughs> but, uh, yes, because Nintendo refused to give any sort of privileges or rights to Sony. Um, those talks kind of fell to the wayside. Plus they fucked them over. Like they broke the deal without at telling the last them, minute, right? Yeah. I'm they didn't sure tell I... them. They, uh, Sony got to find out at a press conference when Nintendo announced that, uh, um, that uh, Philips, CDI, uh, yeah, would be doing it, and we will talk about the downside to the CDI uh, as as we go into Mario's career. But basically, yeah. so what had happened was they needed something quick, and so they called upon a little um, 
game designer that had just started at Nintendo, known as uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. Many will know him as the, uh, you know, kind of the 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 father of Mario, um, because he created a little game most of us are familiar with, known as Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong um, being a Beauty and the Beast story of um, one man saving his uh, one carpenter actually saving his girlfriend um, from a uh, mistreated ape that is pissed off. Um, Now, Mario didn't start off as Mario. He was originally known as Jumpman. So if you (laughs) look at original versions of Donkey Kong, he's known as Jumpman. And what's interesting is a lot of the designer uh, signs of Mario was purely put in aesthetically so that you could distinguish the character, the sprite, because of a color limitation. So the reason he has overalls is just basically to separate the pants from the shirt. The reason he has a mustache was to give his face character design, you know, things like that. They gave him a little hat because hair was hard to see against the black background of Donkey Kong. So all these things you can thank really Donkey Kong's design and black background for. Is it a limitation? That's so funny, though. Yeah, no, it's 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 very interesting that that's what his sprite was all about. Um, another thing that some people don't know, and again, this is this is outlined, but I'll say it real quick, is that Donkey Kong was a complete misnomer. It wasn't intended. Um, it comes down to, and we see this time and time again, poor English Japanese translations. <laughs> Kong means ape, um, and uh, uh, a beast that's also lovable in their dictionary comes out as donkey, meaning goofy. So it should have been Goofy Kong, but because of a a, a poorly translated um, thing, yeah, originally Nintendo was basically shipping this out to their translation department as saying Goofy Ape, and it came out as Donkey Kong, and so that's the interesting part of that. Um, The other interesting thing is that uh, in order to make money and to make things kind of easier to deal with, Radar Scope was converted into Donkey Kong, and so... um, if you listen to Video Game Outsiders and things like that, you'll hear John talk about this. But many Donkey Kong machines are converted radar scope machines. And even more so later on now, people have kind of gutted Donkey Kongs and radar scopes to make other things. So that's why the Donkey Kong is a mildly, you know, rare kind of arcade stand up. But, you know, again, it's not that bad because, you know, Donkey Kong sold gangbusters. It really saved its ass. Uh, more than 60,000 Donkey Kong cabinets came out in 1981 alone uh over a hundred million dollars in quarters were made that's nuts yeah yeah so donkey kong big deal but mario doesn't really become the front runner until um they decide to nintendo decides to release um you know the 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 famicom to the masses uh the family computer and uh when it comes to America, they want to unleash, you know, a whole slew of games for various, you know, uses. And as you probably know, in America, it was seen as more of a toy. We got the Zapper with Duck Hunt. We got Rob the Robot for Gyromite. We got all those crazy games, pinball, golf, tennis, all those really crazy Nintendo launch games. And one of them was a little side-scroller named Super Mario Brothers. And... This kind of changed everything because it's it's the original platformer, and um, and it it scrolled. Most games that you saw before this were screen to screen. You know what I mean? Like yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, and no other console had been able to do this. The Nintendo, based off of how it refreshed and created screens, was able to to create a side scrolling platformer, and thus Super Mario Brothers was born. Um, kind of a big deal. It has it has a storyline that's very rare for for many uh, Nintendo games of the time. 
Um, you know, it tells the story of a mushroom kingdom and this princess toadstool that's been kidnapped by uh, King Koopa. He will later be nicknamed Bowser. We find out his first name is Bowser. <laughs> um, now, have you ever, like, read the instruction manual or know the story, the crazy story of Super The Mario whole Bros. thing about the bricks are actually the shroom people or mm-hmm. whatever the hell they're called, right? Something like that? Yeah, the curse of a – it's a magical curse put on by an evil wizard. Um, so Mario is murdering – Everybody. Yes. Every time you hit a brick, you are killing a member of the Mushroom Kingdom on top of all the bad guys you're killing. <laughs> so basically, we were all sociopaths <laughs> as children <laughs> trying to learn this game. I could just um, assume that Mario didn't get the note, okay? <laughs> yeah, right, right. He didn't get the memo. He didn't know. Um, but then again, killing was kind of a second nature thing, right, in old video <laughs> games. Like, we didn't really care much about killing. It just wasn't that big a deal. It's just what it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's interesting to hear that um, there's, like, backstories for all the Goombas and all the Troopa, uh, Koopa Troopas and things like that. Um, but essentially, uh, it's a very interesting kind of Alice in Wonderland world. Um, now, um, Shigeru Miyamoto is very famous for taking things from his childhood and implementing them into games, um, as you know, uh, so do uh, Legend of Zelda is basically Peter yep. Pan put in the woods, and that just reminded uh, Miyamoto of what it was like being on his uh, grandparents' farm as a kid. And so um, there's that no cave or whatever the hell the story was. Or yeah, something like yeah, that. He, yeah. He went wandering and found a cave, and it scared the hell out of him. And there was nothing in the cave. But um, it's a perfect idea because I mean, well, I mean, he's he's semi responsible for the dungeon crawlers of today. Now, granted, I got to give Wizardry and various others credit as well. But uh, Zelda made it kind of in the moment, you know, action style. Um, but uh, but yeah, back to Super Mario Brothers. Uh, you can tell it's a very fantasy world for those who have played the game. Um, big mushrooms um there is the fire flower um and there is the inclusion of um luigi now you know what I'm, i need to take a step back for a second because prior to super mario brothers there was one game that i'm so sorry i forgot about the original mario brothers have you ever played this game which converts them to plumbers i don't like that game dude <laughs> i just don't I, i've tried because i felt no, like i okay. had to like it but that game could die in a fire i just i, I just do not like it dude <laughs> do, 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 do. Yep. <laughs> I was like, no, yep. thank you, go away. <laughs> but it's significant because it introduced the POW block. I mean, like, the game is okay, but, like, I don't get people who, like, love it. Like, I'm like, no, give me Super Mario any day. The Mario Brothers, no. It's only fun when you're playing with somebody else. Yes, yes. That's and it. by yourself, nope. Mm-mm. Well, oh. you can tell it doesn't have much strength because Nintendo tends to implement it into every Mario game that comes out now. Um, you can always find a copy of Mario Brothers. Um, but it was interesting. Uh, it really feels like a harken back to the old days of arcades, right? Because you're just two plumbers. For those who haven't played it, you're two plumbers. Um, it establishes Mario and Luigi. Um, when did that come out, like, as, as per compared to uh, uh, Donkey? I, well, Donkey Kong was 1981. Mario Brothers, I want to say, was 83. Let me check on that for you. But uh but yeah, it's it's a year or two later. Okay. Yeah. It's um and it was an arcade game originally. I mean it, it definitely started life as an arcade game. So um eighty three. Oh, okay. Um and uh, obviously it introduces um well it has crabs. It introduces the fireball, the POW block, which won't come back until Mario two and definitely have much more significance than Mario three. Um but it is through and through kind of like this weird hybrid between a uh, 
a co-op and uh like it's a, a co-op game <laughs> but you are fighting each other too right right mm-hmm. so um and you can screw each other over royally <laughs> yes you can in fact you can steal power-ups and stuff from your opponent by stepping on their head Really? I didn't even yeah. <laughs> notice that. Yeah, so it's got all these interesting things. And, like, the POW block flips guys upside down, and then when your buddy's about to go kick, because you have to go kick the enemies to, to kill them. When your buddy's about to go kick them, you can hit the POW block again, have it flip over, and the enemy kills him instead, right? <laughs> um, but what this establishes is this switches them to, um, first of all, it takes Jumpman. Now, granted, I, and again, this is one of those things I've never found confirmed confirmation for um but it does take jump man turns him into mario or at least it takes the character design makes him an italian american plumber along with his brother luigi and they are um living in new york so this takes place under the sewers of new york so this kind of gives them their pseudo is backstory that, is that the actual story like you serious? yeah absolutely uh, in new york <laughs> yes mario's portrayed as an italian american plumber along with his brother luigi who defeat Mamma creatures that have been coming from the sewers of new york yes <laughs> and at this time it's important to note mario does not have a voice we'll talk about that because that's a big deal um but yeah i mean it was it was seen as a very positive game uh as we've talked about it's kind of been bounced around in a lot of places um but uh um but the couple of interesting facts about the development here is it's made by Shigeru Miyamoto and Gunpei Yokoi. Uh, Gunpei Yokoi is the guy responsible for the Game Boy. Prior to that, he's responsible for the Game & Watch collections. And he's responsible for a lot of the uh, very interesting games that come out of Nintendo, up to and including uh, Duck Hunt. And you have the, the kind of ingenious device games. Uh, Duck Hunt, he's responsible for Hogan's Alley, things like that. He worked for Nintendo R&D 3, Research and Development 3, okay. which was more of a hardware development studio. Um, but a lot he of the interest. He oh, also yeah. made the Virtual Boy, right? Yes, yes. In fact, uh, That's what kinda thanks to the Virtual Boy, him, right? he <laughs> disappears. Yes. Gunpei Yokoi. Dies in uh, the worst uh, way known to man out in uh, Japan. He is dishonored and, and shot away uh, as a result of the Virtual Boy. Um, but before that happened, yeah, this this all comes out. They create this. Um, they bring back everything. The one thing Shigeru Miyamoto wanted changed was the idea that um, in Donkey Kong, if Mario falls too far, he, he dies. And he goes, no, that doesn't make sense. If he's a very versatile plumber... Um, he should be able to uh, have some special abilities and live that drop. So that's kind of the big thing that comes out of that. Um, the other big thing is the story of how Mario came to be, because he wasn't named until this game. And so that's um, uh, that's uh, based off of Mario Segal, the famous landlord of Nintendo <laughs> of America's uh, um, warehouse. Um, and he was uh, he was he was a very interesting. Um, individual i'm told he was italian american he was kind of uh fat and and hearty although i don't think he had hair or a mustache so i think that's the parts that that were invented by here but i i can't say for sure um but yeah i mean again it was it was a very big deal when they brought out mario brothers um and obviously um if you have the famed virtual boy you probably have mario clash or you should have mario clash which is a fancy 3d version of mario brothers so I only played with a Virtual Boy once, and that's back when I worked at Funko Land. <laughs> and I remember I played it for like 10 minutes. I got like a migraine. I'm like, okay, yeah, this was a mistake. 
And that was that. <laughs> yeah, the Virtual Boy can do that. Uh, what I will tell you, uh, for those of you who want to check it out without having to buy the hardware, because it's very hard to come by, there is an emulator out nowadays that uh, does do the dual screen stuff where you wear the blue and red um, 3D glasses and it creates 3D. And I can huh. vouch that it works pretty well. So um, I don't think anyone's going to care because uh, Nintendo very clearly doesn't care about the Virtual <laughs> Boy. Um which is fair. I can see <laughs> <Fair> why. <enough. laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so back to Super Mario Brothers. So Super Mario Brothers comes out, and it's a huge, huge hit. Phenomenal hit, both in America and in Japan. Was it so, always a pack-in, even in Japan, or just in America? Not a pack-in in Japan. And, you know, this is up for debate. I don't believe the original Super Mario Brothers was a pack-in in America. I know the Rob set didn't have it. It had Gyromite. Um, and I don't think now, mind you, in 1985, when the Nintendo came out in America, it was only in New York and it's certain FAO Schwartz stores. So it's hard to tell once it did well that season, they flooded it into stores spring of 86. Now, at that point, I do believe the action set came out and it did have both Duck Hunt and Super Mario Brothers. But oh, okay. again, I can't tell for sure. But the duo cartridge um, was almost Every version that ever came out. Early on, the action set may have shipped with Super Mario Brothers. And if it did, instead of getting a Zapper and Duck Hunt, I specifically remember it was like a guidebook. If you've ever seen this thing, it had like codes for all of the Nintendo games out at the time. It's the one that taught you the code to get straight to Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Or to press select a bunch of times to give Little Mac more health. It's the one that told you... Samus Aeron got you to the final part of Metroid. It was it oh, was like the, all the, the, the codes the, the in the one. The Justin Bailey code and that? Justin Bailey, that's what it was. It taught you that A plus start gave you um, a continue in Mario. Con- uh, well, Contra would later do the Konami code. But again, yeah. it, it taught you a lot of that Nintendo stuff. So... <laughs> so. But so Super Mario Brothers comes out. And now, I don't know about you... Um, Eli, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? No, it's not a big deal at all. 35. Okay, so you're slightly older than me. I'm 31. Um, I remember the Nintendo demoing in a Sears. And I remember seeing that um, up against kind of some of the microcomputers, like the Commodore 64. And I remember that, um, I think Jeremy Parrish on Retronauts actually talks about this too. It just blew you away. It wasn't necessarily better graphics. It just played and felt better and there was something just to the whole makeup the whole like fantasy of the super mario brothers world getting the fireballs um the music i don't know there's just something to it i mean that's 100 percent. but you know i might be getting ahead of ourselves but the one game dude that like to this day you know mind you i don't i don't think it's the best mario but mario when mario 2 came out because that game the colors the enemies, you know, I, I, to this day, when I first saw a Babam, the animation of it, how smooth. Oh, and Mario walked. Two. Yeah, Mario Two, and um, I think they're called Albatross, the birds that fly and they drop. You got it. The, the way they, the, the way those two creatures in particular, um, animated, it blew mm-hmm. my mind. Also, the way when you beat the level, that bird opens his mouth. Yes. And it yes. was like you know so smooth, like you know they didn't skip frames, and to me that was a Mario. I was like, wow what the hell's going on here <laughs> and the fact you can pick all those characters i'm like whoa this is not this is not normal <laughs> yeah, yeah well and 
it's funny because all that's by accident. So we'll talk about it real quick. Um, so Super Mario Brothers comes out, big hit. Mario, uh, Nintendo wants to, you know, come back and 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 make a follow up. Uh, at the time, Shigeru Miyamoto was busy working on the Legend of Zelda, so <laughs> they could not utilize him in Nintendo R and D one. Right. Um, at the moment, now mind you, game development was like four months nowadays. Uh, you know, back then, even by Nintendo's strict was policies. it really? It was yeah. that fast? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. And so they needed to crank out. So in 1986, mind you, the Famicom's been out for three years, but Super Mario Brothers only been out for one year. Um, they released in Japan Super Mario Brothers 2. And um, Super Mario Brothers 2 was intended for the Famicom disc system. While in America, it seems that the Nintendo was flawless and only had a cartridge-based system, it had a floppy disc system in Japan. And one of the first games to come out was Super Mario Brothers 2. And what this was was uh, many people call it like a ROM hack. It's a super hard bullshit <laughs> recreation <laughs> of a lot of the levels of Mario 1. Um, it gives you good mushrooms as well as bad mushrooms, mushrooms that can kill you or take away your your special power. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. It, it kills your power-ups. Um, if you're big, it makes you small. If you're small, it kills you. Um, it also had just... Really brutal stuff, and we'd already talked about this at the beginning of the show. I mean, it just had really brutal stuff, um, everything from wind currents to, you know, things like that. Um, and it was just really hard, and um, it wasn't all that well liked in in Japan. It's well known as being one of those ridiculous, like prove that you've got game skills kind of games. Dark Souls, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and to, to the point that it never came out here. Um, Nintendo of America takes Again, one look at... Let, let, huh? let me uh, ask you real quick. Did sure. you know back then about the existence of a Japanese version of 2? Because I did not know no. until they released All-Stars. Even when they released All-Stars, I thought they were being dicks. <laughs> like, I did not know that was Mario 2. And I'm sure there was a Game Pro or an EGM or something out there that explained it, but I had no idea. Okay. Um so what they ended up doing was after R&D 1 got done with that, R&D 1 started work on a game called Yume Koji Doki Doki Panic. Now, this was based off of the Yume Koji um, anime that was an Arabian-based anime that was in Japan. It was a licensed game. It was on the Famicom really? Disk System as well, yes. That I did not know. I thought it was just some random game. I didn't know it was a, a licensed product. Huh. Yes, it was. It was, yeah. And it started life that way. And I've actually got it. Um, I've got a, uh, a, uh, a copy of this floppy, although I don't have a Famicom disc system. So, I mean, there's no way to play it, but, um, but I had to pick it up just to see it. Um, and it, it's everything you like, except that Mario's not in there. And, um, <laughs> and I've seen this game played many times. Uh, some of the interesting facts about it is you pick from the four characters. They are all roughly the same. The game and is not same powers. Do, same. Does each character got the same abilities? Like, you know, the, yes. little, the mushroom guy is Mm -hmm. strong the princess floats luigi is crazy he's on steroids yep. <laughs> yeah but it's not mario and luigi obviously I'm it's saying, is these characters, characters with but... the same powers or is it mm -hmm. yes they do now the the music is very different it's not as good and the animations are kind of shitty there's none of that like the, when the water rotates and things like that yeah, yeah. or the pow block rotates none of that stuff's in there Dude, that um, it's all stagnant level is like burned into my brain of course yeah no it's it's wonderful 
Um, but you had to know. Okay, so this was a big deal because in 1988 is when um, this game comes out. Well, actually, let me go a step back. So anyway, so this game was very popular. Felt very Mario-esque, but there was some weird stuff. When you jump on enemies, they don't die. You pick them up. You can throw yeah. them around. <laughs> uh, there are four characters that are playable. They have various abilities. Um, and again, it, it has a it has a power star, like a, a superstar that, that makes you invincible. Um uh, when you pick stuff up, actually, when you throw the the medicine down, the red vial or whatever, yeah, that's no longer a vial. It's actually an Aladdin lamp in in the video game, and I don't think you pick up a mushroom. But yeah, actually, now that I think about it, I think you do pick up a mushroom to increase your hearts. But again, it felt somewhat like Mario, but not quite like Mario. And uh, what ended up happening was Nintendo of America was like, yeah, we can't release Mario Brothers 2. Um, it's a little late. I mean, by the time Mario had caught on as a phenomenon, it was more like 1987. Looked dated as hell. It was hard as hell. Japan had already turned their back on it. And this game, you you make Koji Doki Doki Panic, made by the Mario team, kind of getting a little bit of praise in Japan. So they were like, why don't we localize this as a Mario game in America? And, and it, it, that, that, it was a first-party game, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. It was a Nintendo wow. America game. So they decide to convert it. They do some upgrades to it. Again, like I said, the the, the, the uh, music changes a little bit. They do some tweaks to make it kind of a Mario game. They make the four playable characters to be, you know, Toad and, and Princess Toadstool, which you know from the original games, and then Mario and Luigi. Give them all special abilities, and boom, you've got a game. Little weird because King Koopa's not in it. You ha- you fight Wart. <laughs> um, and... Uh, and again, there there's some there's a very clear Arabian theme. Like you had to know that even back when you were a kid. Like it was weird. It was just a little left to center. And it, it was it ended up being when you beat the game, it was a fever dream that Mario had. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it worked. It, it worked it, really well. It was very popular in 1988. I remember wanting this and nothing else for Christmas. And I kind of talk about this, um, but at the last minute. Right around uh, late <laughs> November, um, the Nintendo Fun Club, if you were a uh, subscriber, this was predates Nintendo Power, um, they, or no, actually, this was just after Nintendo Power came out. The Fun Club had become Nintendo Power, I think. I can't remember now. I think that was the case. It was late 88. Um, and it was announced that <clears throat> Zelda 2 was coming out. And remember, Zelda was huge. I mean, it was huge for me and my friends. We were like, fucking Zelda 2? Really? Mario 2 and Zelda 2 in the same year? And it wasn't the same way. You didn't go to the store and pre-order stuff. You weren't told that it was going to be there. It didn't have a release date or anything. <laughs> so I remember telling my mom I wanted it really bad. And it came out in like December 4th or something, 1988. And it was impossible to find. But I did, you know, eventually my parents did buy me both games. For Christmas, they were able to find both games, and it was amazing. It was really funny because Mario Two and Zelda Two are nothing like their original counterparts, you know. And so, you thought Nintendo was insane, but at the same time, Mario was very Mario Two was very popular. It was great. I think a lot of people had that. Um, so, I mean, did you did you have any special significance to it? A lot of people say it's a very easy game. I would say by today's standards, probably not true. I don't know that it's well, as no. easy as people like to think it is. Bullshit is easy when you got a save state. You don't have a save state in that game. No, that's what I'm saying. It's easy when you have a save state oh, and you're playing in it Mario now. All-Stars, and I should point out, in Famicom Disk System, it also had saves. You could save. Oh, but in Famicom Disk System, you had to beat every sing- the game with every single character. You had to beat every level with every character in order to truly beat the game. 
Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it was a lot harder in Japan. Um, <laughs> so it was kind of like ghouls and ghosts. <laughs> you got to beat it multiple times to get the real ending. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yes, very no, much so. I do not think it was an easy game because back then you lost your lives, you lost your continues. All right, back to the beginning, and that's what made it hard. That's what made all those games hard back then. Sure, and you could never you could, power out. Yeah, if you could save, no problem. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's not that hard of a game. You know, but like. You got to add that stipulation to it. Play it the way it was played. You know, pop in your, buy the game, play on an NES and beat it. And you, you tell me it was easy, you freaking kids. <laughs> right. Well, and, and there was other interesting parts about it because um, Mario 2 was uh, actually was so popular in America. They re-released it as Super Mario Brothers uh, USA in Japan on a cartridge. Famicom Disk System had really kind of really? failed out at that point. Yeah, and so if you want to play that game, you can get Yume Koji Doki Doki Panic, but that is limited to the Famicom Disk System. So most people have Super Mario Bros. USA in in uh, Japan, which is the basically our Mario 2. Huh. So um, I do believe Super Mario Bros. 2 was re-released on cartridge, but it could be wrong one way or the other. Um, yeah, Mario USA is, is definitely very popular. It, it did well. I think it sold near a million copies in Japan alone. Oh, so, okay. Wow. Yeah, it did very well for itself. Um, and, of course, it was remade again um, in Super Mario Bros. Advance. It was one of the launch Game Boy Advance games. Yeah, my daughter, um, <clears throat> back when the Game Boy Advance came out, I, I bought her all. You know, I repurchased all those freaking games. You know how, mm-hmm. my, how Nintendo piecemealed them out, and I was so pissed they didn't release a... Uh, you know, Super Mario All Stars Advance. I was so upset, but um, I bought her. I bought her all those games, and and I believe she beat all of them. You know, but like I said, with the whole hey. saving and <laughs> Eli, you gotta understand. Um, all three Mario games together, or all four Mario games together, is twenty eight megabytes. There's no way they can fit that on a Game Boy Advance. Oh wait, yes, they can. Um, anyway, um. But uh, it was good marketing on their behalf. Um, I didn't mind it, though, because, you know, to me, it was exposing my daughter to, like, these games that were, like, you know, these gems that I love so much. I- I'm still upset that I never got her into um, when they released A Link to the Past on either the Advance or the DS. I forgot what the hell it was. And I never uh, got that for I her. I believe that was Advance. Yeah, yeah the, it was Advance. Four Swords, right? With Four Swords with Link to the Past, I think it was, something like that. Uh, Four Swords was, like, a mini game that was in it, yeah. Yeah. And I, I never, you know, she never got into that because Zelda, dude, man, dude. <laughs> I promise to bring you back for the Zelda podcast. I absolutely, we will do it soon, and I promise to bring you back All right, for man. it. Yeah, because I, um, I have read the Hyrule Historia. Now I, I, I know I the timeline. I bought that. I do too. It's gorgeous. But I haven't, um, I haven't, um, I haven't read it because when I opened it, the first thing it was a Skyward Sword, and I skipped that game because. Okay. The weak could die in a fire, and I hate motion <laughs> controls. But, I understand, but I and think the, I'm gonna say f it. And the only thing I'm going to give this, and at first that's exactly what I thought it was. It was a Skyward Sword ad, but I've read through it, and I have not played Skyward Sword. And what I will tell you is that it appears, from my limited knowledge, that Skyward Sword tells the origin story of the entire yes. Hyrule universe. I, yeah. So and as alone, such, I'm like, oh, yeah. I have to do as it. As such, I can say, well, okay. Okay, I'll give it to you. Yeah, you have to start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, back to Mario. So, to Mar- so that's Mario 2. Now, what's interesting and huge uh, 
Eli, and 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 that 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 has come up. Certain groups of people knew this. Okay. Was while we're getting and creaming our jeans over Mario Brothers Two, a game releases in Japan known as Super Mario Brothers Three, and blows them the fuck away. <laughs> the reason that's a big deal is because we will not see Super Mario Brothers Three in America until summer. 1990. They had beaten that game 16 ways to sunset by the time we even wait, wait. see it. It came out it. at what time? In what year in Japan? It came out holiday 1988 in Japan. We don't see Too it till epic. summer 90. See, but see, again, back then, dude, I love the fact that you didn't know release dates. You, you know, unless no. you were, you know, you were older, and I was a kid, so obviously. I didn't were you know. around for the launch of Mario Three? I don't know if you like passed by it and saw it. It's ridiculous. I just remember driving by the Toys R Us, and there was a huge fucking banner in the window. Now remember, in 1989 December, there was a holiday release of a movie called The Wizard, <laughs> the ad. which was Rain Man with video games, and. Um, and in it, he plays Super Mario Brothers three. And it was the first time we saw it, and we were like, the, "Oh my god!" Come on, as a kid, you you know you love that movie. I love that movie as an adult. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen it as an adult. I have not oh, seen it should. in I don't know, man, twenty five years or something. Oh, like it's that. A, it's amazing! It's amazing. Huh? Um, I know it's on uh, Netflix. And it, that that has nothing to do with the fact that I love the Wonder Years or that my name is Fred and Fred Savage was <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, no, it's a great movie. I I even review it. Uh, the movie, as much as one can review it, I kind of reflect upon it. You mean you, um, you reviewed the history one. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And and it was. It was. What, what Nintendo decided to do was in a pre-hype marketing campaign, instead of doing um, TV advertising, which would cost them over $10 million, they funded an $8 million movie instead. Genius. I'm serious. That is genius. That is so much better market value, and they could really sit in theaters and try to make and their money back. And the kids back. loved it. All my friends, everybody oh, yeah. I knew who was into gaming, we, we all were went all to see losing it, our to shit see Mario 3. <laughs> to watch yeah. this movie. It so. was just to see Mario 3 early. They knew it. They, it's even in the ads. You know, he goes, I give you Super Mario Brothers 3. And the, the, the doors begin to open to show off the game, and it cuts in the ad, in the trailer. That's genius. You've got every kid in there day one. Yeah, man. Why wouldn't you? Who cares what the movie's about? It's about Super Mario Brothers 3. California? <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, so that was Super Mario Brothers 3. Now, Super Mario Brothers 3, um, when it comes out, again, I remember seeing a banner. And it was like you had to tell your parents, you know what? I need I need 50 bucks right now. Right now. You need to go to Toys R Us and spend 50 bucks right now. And there was no release dates, like you said. You just went to the Toys R Us, and it was there. And your parents either bought it or they didn't. Mine did not. <laughs> just so you know how that story goes. I believe <laughs> I got mines because, again, I was a really, really poor kid. I mm -hmm. believe it was a whole bartering, borrowing, you know, trading two games, two shittier games. You know, I I'll trade you uh, the fun towers. World. And, <laughs> you know. Oh, okay. Again. Like some some backward alley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now Mario 3, for those who have played it, uh, kind of uh, innovates in many ways. But it gets back to basics. Um, it was great. I loved it, dude. That game was Yeah, fantastic. but it feels much like Mario 1, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it, but it's like, it gets rid of almost everything that was in Mario 2. It's like, Mar I would say. it's like Mario 1, and they ground it down and condensed it, and they made it into this super 
I don't know. I just loved everything about it. All the different power ups, all the different suits. Yeah, it was a bubbly world. Had it was it was tough. They introduced the Tanuki suit, which allowed even temporary flight. Oh well, no. There's the raccoon tail and the Tanuki suit, mm-hmm. but um, the raccoon tail allowed for for flight. There were some crazy things. I remember my like huge like holy grail of it was the uh, Hammer Brothers costume. Yes, to I- be Hammer Brothers. Are you serious? Tell me how. I mean, I don't know about you, dude, but my mind about exploded when I saw level four with the giant people. Yes, I think that's significant for most people. And I was like, giant holy world. crap, I'm picking up a giant turtle shell. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is crazy. You know, like, that's, that's yes. And, and Mario could pick up shells now instead of just kick them. Um, that was big. There was just a ton of stuff. The airships, it's all very dun, significant. Dun, 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 and it dun. creates the world. <laughs> Do you remember that where you'd walk along a map? That was a yeah. Mario staple where you'd walk along a map and pick stuff. Remember and random shit would show up and fuck up your whole thing. There were mid-level castles. Remember the mid-bosses? Yeah. The yes. thwomp or whatever? Like this was a big deal. And then there was the warp zones, of course. And uh, everyone talks about in The Wizard how... Um, the girl knew where the magic flute was and what it was, even though this game had never come out. She was like, oh, that's the magic flute. It's the warp zone. Here, use it. You're like, what are you talking about? This game has never been seen. (laughs) You know what I mean? She knew everything about the game. She was a, she was a pro. She was a pro through and through. She goes on to found the group Rilo Kylie. Of course, she was a pro. Um, but, uh, Oh, actually, Sadoom, that's the one thing I point out. Um, I said that uh, you may not remember this from The Wizard, but The Wizard made child molestation fun again. And without being weird, <laughs> the reason I say that is because in that movie, her constant gag is she goes, this guy touched my breast, and then everyone oh, beats yes. the shit out of the guy. And suddenly, like, touching a, a pre-pubescent, teen, pre-pubescent <laughs> teen's breasts was like... Okay, you just beat the shit out of the guy and threw him on the side, and 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 all's forgotten, right? In today's world, you take him for everything he's worth. You take his fucking kids for everything they're worth. Um, but I do remember that, yeah, in the middle of Reno, he touched my breast. Nobody cares that she's on the middle of a casino floor. Nobody cares that no she's with a, around. <laughs> yeah, she's she's with a large black trucker instead of her parents um, and a bunch of teenagers. But no, we're just gonna beat the shit out of this guy, and then. And then, do you remember she tells the whole trucking industry that, and they, like, stop him on the side of the road. And everyone's just cool with this guy touching her breast and then moving on. You know, beating him up and then moving on. But anyway. um, So Mario 3 was, you know, again, it was a big deal. There was, especially when you get the the flute. Do you remember the first flute you can get Mm -hmm. uh, before the castle is you duck down in level three on that white block and you go behind everything? You're like, holy shit, we got multiple layers. (laughs) Yeah, we got multiple layers to the background. That was unheard of. And uh, again, I just really dug it. And um, did you beat Mario 3? Yeah, I beat it. I I beat all the Marios back then. Oh yeah, it took forever though. I remember yes. it took forever, especially eight one had believe, this really ridiculous Ma- jump. Sorry, sorry. I, I believe I beat Mario three hell of a lot quicker than the first one and the second one. Probably now. It, I don't know about you, but for me, I was more dedicated. That there was nothing else. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, blinders. We are doing Mario changed. three. We are beating it. That's that. I have not changed to this day. I've always been a. <laughs> um, I play one game at a time. Get it and beat it, right? Get it and beat it. Right now, I'm working on Tomb Raider. Oh, my God. Um. Uh, again, I said it on the B team. I'm in lesbians with that. Um, 
That's a that's a Scott Pilgrim reference. Oh, a lot know, of people I didn't know, catch I, it the first time. I okay. love that movie. Um, but uh, but um, but yeah yeah. And so I just remember that final Bowser boss battle, and I remember one thing about it. Uh, Eli was I took a Polaroid picture of me having beaten the game just so when my friends were like you didn't fucking beat Mario 3 I was like yes I did there's that's your 6th grade cred that is so funny that's what I had to do in high school with yes, Super we Battletoads had to. oh Jesus yes nobody definitely. wanted to believe that I beat Super Battletoads so I went back home did it again and this time I recorded it. <laughs> yeah, I still don't thing. believe it. No, you need to send me a picture. I don't believe it. Picture didn't happen, bro. Dude, like, people always wow. tell me, you know, oh, you know like, I'm like, I, I did my time. I beat Super Battletoads. I, I, I don't got to beat a hard game ever again. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> put put the controller down and step away from the Dark Souls. You are done, <laughs> sir. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so Mario 3, huge. And so, and it's 1990. Now, this is why it's significant, because in Japan, they're clamoring. They're not at the bit. The Super Nintendo is about to come out, known as the Super Famicom in Japan. And with it comes Super Mario Brothers 4. Now, for us in America, we know it as Super Mario, Brother, or Super Mario World. Oh, really? It comes out in 91 with the Super Nintendo. I did yeah. not know that. I, I thought it was, it was also called World over there. I'm I well, and I'll check on this. No, no, no. I, 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 I always need to check on it. But yeah, I'm pretty I sure it your, was. Uh, <laughs> your, 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 your no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I want to check it real quick. Um, That's cool, but yes, in Japan, I believe it's it's yeah, Super Mario Brothers Four in Japan. Oh, um, cool. I believe it's later changed to World in Japanese releases, but um, but yeah, it's 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 Super Mario Brothers Four in Japan, and so um, obvious follow up, and a big fucking deal. <laughs> that, was, that was that's you know most people say Mario three, you know as far as the two D ones you know. I really think that comes down to when you were a kid, like you know what I mean, like when you were a kid or when you got your video games, like because for me the reason World doesn't hold the significance it does for other people is because I was a Genesis kid. My mother bought me a Genesis before ooh, the Super ooh, Nintendo ooh, came out. <laughs> On my own call, I am a Sega fanboy, but. Um, <laughs> But at the same time, I'm not too proud to admit that that's why Super Mario World doesn't hold the significance that 3 does. And exactly why I don't want to get into that semantic debate over which one's better. Fuck it. We'll play both of them, okay? Are we good? <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, Super Mario World changed it all, right? It was um, higher-edge graphics. It introduces, um, oh, who's that character everybody loves? Yoshi? You know Yoshi? Yeah, exactly, right? right? And everybody remembers that sound that he makes when you jump on his back. I can't recreate it here, but um, it's a big deal. Um, and, uh, and I mean, it took Mario to the nth degree. Multiple ways to beat every level. Um, secret areas hidden all over the place. You remember, you remember how, like, people... My wife even asked me today, she goes, how the hell did you know about these areas? I'm like, we just... Did I don't know. We swapped stories on the playground. We just knew where they were. Okay. You know, and there's no way you'd know. Remember, there's one level where you have to, like, take Yoshi and get underneath the end of the level and then jump off Yoshi, sacrificing him to get to the real ending? Like, how the fuck are you going to think to do that and, if you don't already but dude, know? dude, you know what? Um, There's more than one like that. There's one where you got to fly and, you know, do the little throop, 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 and, you know, mm -hmm. slowly glide down and then climb back up. And that, the other exit, 
And I found most of that shit on my own, man. And oh, I loved it, dude. Good on you. <laughs> Good on you. Because it's, it's brutal. I mean, like, the one game that to this day, you know, this is something that modern kids are going to miss out on. And not to beat a dead horse, but it's um, Zelda, the original Zelda. It was always about me and all my friends. Oh, wait. So, you, you, you know, you got the flute. Where you got it? You drop a bomb oh, you here. You got to go here. You and, you know, bomb bah, 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 yeah. and go this way. And then the, the, and the, and the, and I'll be like, oh, I got the ladder. Oh, where you got the ladder? So, you know, you, it's always like this this convergence of information. That you know? one kid who figured out the fucking endless forest. Do you remember that? Yeah, remember yeah, you figured yeah, out the endless mean, forest? Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, dude, I, yeah. yeah, and those dicks at fucking square brought it back in final fantasy 7 what the hell was up with that <laughs> anyway um but yeah mario world was uh, you know i mean it was significant in that it it really delivered on all fronts it was very worthy of being a successor to mario 3 it yep. introduced a completely new world everything from you remember you had a power up in the hold in case you got killed oh yeah it was, or wanted to drop it you could press select and drop it down you could have a mushroom holding or a or the p-wing or, yeah. or the cloud or whatever the heck it was a frog suit yeah and you had the cape which gave for flying you know you've already referenced that yeah when yoshi eats certain turtles he gains certain abilities there's the colored yoshis i mean yoshi added a whole new dynamic hey hey, hey hey let's keep race out of this all right come on now. come on dude i expect better from you <laughs> The color oh no, colors a state of mind, man. I meant red, green, blue. No, um, but uh, and then do you remember there was the Star Road, and when you beat the Star Road, mm-hmm. uh, which was weird because it was I, I loved it because it was counterintuitive to game design, right? Because beating the level the way you're supposed to beat it did not beat the level. It didn't work. But beating the level in the weird key way did beat the level. Ah, oh, I love it, dude. Yeah, yeah, and so that was cool. And when you beat it, do you remember you when you beat the game and you got all I think ninety five or whatever exits, six or ninety seven, and you get the it was ninety six, yeah. And you got um, and when you replayed, it was uh, Halloween World. I forgot. I know I did it, but I forgot about that. Really? Yeah, yeah. You got Halloween World. It was the big deal. Yeah. Wow. Um, all the all the different things became like uh, the Goombas became pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns and it was just really weird to play halloween world i've kind of i've got a completed you know i've got a mario world cart that has the game completed with all the unlocks and i've kind of thought of for halloween you know doing a game playthrough of the whole game in uh in halloween world (laughs) you know just fun i might do something like that you know i i know only like three people watch those videos but that's fine there's three people who watch those videos (laughs) um but uh but yeah mario world was huge um it to me and of course it came boxed with every super nintendo that came out and to me just comparing the graphics alone oh yeah you know back then the the jump from three to world it blew my freaking skull it's like going from xbox one to 360 you know that's the way i saw it well and it did some interesting stuff because now with you know in three we had the picking up the turtle shells and stuff in this one you have full-fledged enemies that can be picked up and tossed around a la mario 2 in fact um if you think about how you beat bowser it's with those little um wind-up toy guys wind-up dudes yeah yeah if it wasn't for mario super mario brothers 2 uh in america we we really wouldn't have that mechanic that's true and no i, I was, so, was going to mention that before how a little fake mario game influenced the real ones later that's kind of cool 
Oh, yeah. But come on. Dude, oh, you yeah. remember the scale? I mean, even though it's so stupid, but it's scaling and the rotation, it was oh, so Oh, the, cool. uh, the Mode 7 graphics? Oh, dude, I love that shit, dude. You know, like, especially, <laughs> like, when the when you fight Bowser and the clown face mm-hmm. zooms up on the screen and stuff. You're like, Oh, what? yeah, when he flies at the screen. Oh, spoilers, people. Sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing is, it should be noted, Mario Brothers 4 was supposed to be a... Um, Nintendo release. Um, it uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. Really? Um, yes, so he they, was. They stopped and they redid it. And they made it better and went on better graphics and everything. Well, here's what happened. So the team was 16 people, and 16. they had yeah they had made the entire game on the NES, and it was ready to go in 19 uh, I think 89. Oh my god! Could you remember in 88 Mario 3 had already shipped in a, in Japan, so you got to discredit America. For a second, when you think about development. So in 89, they were able to make this game. Now, that's a big deal when you think about the fact that original development on this game started in 87. Okay? So that's huge. This game is a three-year game when it finally releases in Japan. Now, granted, on the Super Nintendo. Um, that's that's unheard of when I'm telling you these games get made in four to six months. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so they had created all of Super Mario Brothers 4 on the Nintendo and could have released it on the Nintendo. But there was this concept, this concept that had started way back with Mario 3 of Yoshi. Yoshi was supposed to be in Mario 3 if they could figure him out. And they they couldn't help it. They wanted to fight. And Miyamoto said, no, no, no. We know the Super Famicom's coming. Give me the chance to upgrade the graphics for the Super Famicom, integrate Yoshi, and make a game. So imagine a game... Where a world where Mario Four exists, it does not have Yoshi, and it has maybe two thirds of the levels this game has. I don't think it would be anywhere near as culturally significant no. for either Japan or America. Is that did somebody did like a ROM leak of that original version? Because that'd be kind of interesting to check out, man. You know, you'd think so, but no. Nintendo is very careful for most of its stuff. Again. A couple of things slipped through the cracks. Mother Earth or Earthbound Zero on the NES yeah. uh, got fully translated for America and was leaked. But many people blame that on the Americans. Like the American Nintendo of America is the reason why that's leaked out on the Internet, not because of Nintendo of Japan. There are a ton of things in the Nintendo vaults that we will never see. There, and there, I guarantee you the original version of Mario 4 is one of them. One thing that I, that I you know, a little side note is that uh, Zelda BS... Mm-hmm. Dude, I want that like so hard. <laughs> oh, BS? You're talking about the um, the, the uh, re- Teleview version? Yeah, the remake of the original, mm-hmm. but 16 bit on the on the SNES. Yeah, that one. I, I see. I didn't know it existed till about maybe three months ago. Well, I've got good news for you. What is this? Good um, news? We'll talk after the show, but uh, it is completely remade now. Granted, it had broadcasts where a female voice would tell you what to do. Um, to help you through certain parts of it, because it is the original game, but they've switched up the dungeons and have special instructions yeah, yeah. and things. Um, that has been remade with subtitles uh, to supplement the uh, live broadcast you were supposed to be around for and is on the net. You can play that in an emulator right now in English. That's cool, man. Uh, I got to get that. I'm turning this into yeah, the Zelda so. show. Let me shut the fuck up. Carry on, man. No, it's all good. <laughs> it's, it's well, kind of we'll, we'll have you come back for the Zelda show, and then we'll just talk Mario. about Mario all the time. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so so Mario World, obviously significant, had tons of stuff in it. Um, 
I think it has an average review score of over 96%. One of the best reviewed games of all time. And obviously brings things back. Um, again, it was released uh, as Super Mario Advance 2. So this is when you start to see, <laughs> you know, kind of a pattern uh, when uh, Super Mario World gets released on the Game Boy Advance. Um, there wasn't much to it. They added some voices to it, just like they did with Mario 2, uh, including Charles Martinet being the voice of Mario. But at this time, neither Mario nor Yoshi have a voice. Um, also interesting, I don't think Luigi's in this. Even if you played the game two-player, you would be Mario when you switched. Hmm, really? I don't recall. Yeah. I never played with anybody. So, <laughs> yeah, Luigi's not in this, um, which is interesting. Also, the first Mario game where you save. You do not have to beat this in one playthrough. Mm-hmm. You can save and quit in many cases. So, um, but then Mario would go through some, <laughs> some, some very interesting changes between its, uh, 1990 outing, 91 America, and its next outing, which would be 96. The Mario series would have a lot of things happen to it. So, in 1990, along with its release, now granted in America, it had not come out for the Super Famicom, or Super Nintendo yet, sorry, um, gets an animated series. We've talked about it. We did the animated uh, show, um, Mm -hmm. where we talked about animated cartoon series and talked extensively about the various iterations of uh, Mario. Uh, I should also point out, there was a movie... Now, did you see the movie with Bob Hoskins? Dude, I love that freaking movie. Made by the Blade Runner team. This was a cyberpunk film through and through, despite what people want to say about <laughs> it. Um, so you said you love that movie? I, as a kid. I mean, I watch it now. I haven't seen it in years now, but I'm sure I'll probably like die from poisoning. But uh... Rewatch it. You can tell. Well, there's a very interesting article that came out. Um, there's a Super Mario Brothers archive, believe it or not. And some very interesting articles came out. Um, there was an interview with somebody who was on the production team of that movie. And you can hear about a lot of the scenes cut. Because if you rewatch that as an adult, you can see where this game was cut to shit. Really? It really was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I said game. I meant movie. <laughs> the movie was cut to shit. There were a lot of scenes that were cut out of it. A lot of ways they like pulled the plot together. Um. But uh, but yeah, so so the Mario movie comes out. Um, it's a failure. It 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 really kind of demonstrates why video games and <laughs> movies are different mediums. You know what I mean? Um, also, Mario becomes a uh, and again, we're not really going to talk about his offshoots, but he becomes a brand for Nintendo. Oh my god, Mario Kart, things like that, Mario Paint. Mario is a true blue brand. Yoshi is to a certain extent also. I don't know if you remember, but Yoshi's Cookie. Yeah, of course. And Yoshi were also Nintendo properties before they were Super Nintendo properties. So, um, you know, Mario is quickly and easily the mascot for Nintendo and branching out. More like the Golden um, Goose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, um, so there is this game um, – that, that there's a couple of games that come out because people probably just heard me say 1986 or 1996 would be the next Mario game. And there's somebody inevitably screaming going, whoa, 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 whoa. There was a game that came out in 95 known as Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. And there's uh, mild controversy surrounding this. No, it is not a Mario game. <laughs> right. There's mild controversy surrounding this, but before we go and piss everyone off with that, I want to talk about Super Mario Brothers 5. 
Do you know about Super Mario Brothers 5? Is that 64? No. Uh, no, it's a Philips CDI game. Oh! It never came out. <laughs> Better known as Super Mario Brothers Wacky Worlds. Have you ever heard of this game? I've heard of the the ones where you're like at a okay. hotel for the CDI. Oh, uh, well, that, that came out. That was Mario's Hotel. That was a real game. Okay. Um, there's the horrible rare game Mario is Missing. Um, where in Time is Mario or something. It's kind of like a Carmen Sandiego yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is an unreleased game. There's a prototype on the internet, and yes, you can play it. If you have a Philips CDI, you can burn it to a disc because there's no copyright protection. Yeah, or if you it? can find the emulator. it's Well, it's terrible because um, they haven't implemented the game design portions yet. You can't die... You can jump on enemies. I don't know if they hurt you or not. Or, well, they can't hurt you. I don't know if you can hurt them. But it's called Super Mario Brothers Wacky, Wacky World. And it was kind of Super Mario Brothers 5. Mm. It's interesting. Um, looks like Super Mario World meets Super Mario 3 almost. Like it was in between. Like maybe it was co-developed at the same time as Mario World. Wow. Um, <laughs> takes you all over like weird historical places. You, you're climbing the Who pyramids made it? in Egypt. and you're Was it Nintendo? In, uh, was it like a Philips? Uh, no. No, Phillips. Oh, okay. This is one of those shitty things that ended up. Uh, as a Zelda fan, you should know that Zelda oh, got boy. raped by the CDI. Was it the, the Mirror <laughs> of Gamora or some shit like that. I forgot what it's called. Oh, there were three games, oh, um, but yeah. Mirror of Gamoria was one of the horrible ones. Uh, actually, there's no good ones. I don't care what <laughs> Europe says. Mm-mm. The the Brits seem to like one or two of these, but no, they're all shit games. Anyway, um. Mario Brothers Wacky Worlds is interesting. It's got a weird color palette. Um, if you go on YouTube, you can easily find it. I myself do not have a CDI, so I cannot do a game capture of it. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it's it's a, it's a weird game through and through. Um, but it's interesting because it gives this concept that Mario was like this world traveler going around and and killing turtles and things like that. It gives you a hint of. I guess what a different development team's ideas would be for Mario, and it's not half bad. I mean, to a certain extent, Mario 3 kind of was, you know, him going to various places from a big world to a desert world to a snow world, and obviously Mario 64 will blow that all away. But it should be pointed out. If you've never looked it up, look up Super Mario Bros. Wacky Worlds. Check it out. See what it has to offer. Much like Sonic Extreme, which is, um, you know, since we're bringing all the properties in. <laughs> Sonic Extreme unreleased prototype for the Saturn. I have it. It's three minutes of running around in a vacant area collecting rings that don't matter. Um, <laughs> kind of the same thing. Anyway, so let's get into Yoshi's Island. So you say it's not a Mario game, right? I don't really, because you don't play as Mario. You play as freaking Yoshi. Right. No, Mario's a baby for, in this, but... For the record, I think it's a fantabulous game. I just... Yeah. Yes. Well, and the the controversy brought up in Retronauts was whether or not it's a Mario game at all. Because in Japan, it's just known as Yoshi's Island. It's only subtexted in America as Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Um, the one thing that's significant about this, in my opinion, is um, the red coins. It introduces the concept of the red coins. Uh, which will become a serious staple moving forward. I think the biggest thing about Yoshi's Island was... It's a great game. No, but I, I think the thing that caught me the most was the, how stylized it was. Like that crayon, like a oh, little yeah. kid drew it. I, I well, love and it's that, a, dude. <laughs> well, and it's a super effects game, like Star Fox, but it doesn't look like a super effects game. There Car- is some... Carable? 
programming voodoo going on in the background of that game that is amazing. And nobody's been able to recreate it. While it did get re-released on the Game Boy Advance, bar none, people say that the, the version to play is the Super Nintendo okay, version. It was different, wasn't it? Because I remember playing it you know, on, my, on my daughter's uh, Game Boy Advance. I'm like, this uh-huh. is different. Like, I don't know what's... Well, the there's a DS there? version and a Game Boy Advance version. Now, the Game Boy Advance version is slightly tweaked uh, from visuals and music. But for the most part, it's the same game. Uh, Yoshi's Island DS is actually a sequel. Oh, A lot of people don't know that. If you've got on the DS, it's a sequel. I forgot which one I played. But I remember it being different. I'm like, wait a minute, am I just smoking crack here? Is it like, is this different? I mean, like, I didn't know what was going if on. If you've got Yoshi's Island Advance on the Game Boy Advance, I forgot. If, you yeah. can sell it to get a copy of Yoshi's Island on the Super Nintendo. Which, if you've got a SNES in your house, I'd recommend. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I, I know there's only like five or six gems that I want for my SNES, but it's like, oh man, uh-huh. the price of some of these games, you know. Super Mario RPG. I know. I know. <laughs> I've got on the virtual console too. I'm just going to live with Chrono that. I want Chrono Trigger. Uh, I want Secret. Of- Actually. Oh, I have Chrono Trigger on the SNES. I have the cart. Nice, man. But I want to get Secret of Mana. Oh, of course. Second Dead Set 2. Actually, that little side note, I actually beat the sequel to that on an emulator. Second Dead Set 2 3? Yeah. Second Dead Set 2 3, was it, or 4? Yep. Taking Dead Set 3. And I, that game. The original game was on Game Boy. And then the sequel was Secret of Mana. We only, we got Secret of Mana in America, uh, on Game Boy. We called ours Final adventure, Fantasy Adventure. Right? Yeah. yeah. I played that one, the adventure. I, I have not. I'm about to start playing it. I have the game. It's good. But I need to finish Persona 3 on Portable before I start this I one. Like, so. Dude, I do not, I do not like those Shemigami Tensei. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> we will be doing an episode on the Megaton games, and oh, uh, you can listen in or comment. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I will be starting those. But yeah, Second Densetsu 3 is the, uh, or quote-unquote Secret of Mana 2, is the holy grail over here. It never came out, and it will never come out. But uh, apparently it's an amazing game. Would you vouch for yeah, that? Yeah, dude, I beat it on my com- sitting on my uncomfortable computer. Well, you say that like you don't beat most games. See, I mean... I beat most well, retro games. I, I start. I so. beat it playing on emu- You know, okay. Most people that have an emulator on their computer, it's just to mm-hmm. f around. That's it. You you know you, you pop in you know, quote unquote you pop in your ROM. You play the game for ten minutes. You're fucking done, and that's it. That's why I do the game challenges. So I appreciate every cart I've got. Yeah. Yes. So like I downloaded this. I did the whole passion procedure. That was years ago, and I actually played it from beginning mm-hmm. to end, and I loved it. It was I would say on par with Secret of Mana. The original, you know. Well, the, 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 I will tell you something right now. I've never played any of them. So I'm going to play the entire Sagan Densetsu really? series. Start oh to finish one, two, God, and three. Dude, never are, touching them. You are in for a treat. I envy you. I've I been told. You. And I love Chrono Trigger. So I'm, uh, and I know they're not alike, but it's just the one of those things that. It's so unique. Um, in Secret of Mana. I know Final Fantasy Adventure, it was pretty much like a standard Final Fantasy, if I, if I recall correctly. But Well, it started life as a, um, I think the original Japanese title is Final Fantasy Gaiden, which means side story, second densetsu. Um, it ends up becoming the quote-unquote Mana series. Yeah. And Seiken Densetsu 1, 2, and 3 make up the Secret of Mana series. And then after that, I guess it kind of falls down. Although there is a really good Mana game on the PS1 that's on PSN that's I've been told is good enough. It it holds up. Yeah, I I I, I always scheme. wanted to play that, but I I never managed to buy it. Is on is on the PSN uh, classics yep. six bucks. Yep, hmm. six bucks. Yeah, so you can pick it up. 
Um, and again, I'm told after that though, stop. <laughs> <laughs> don't go into the Mana series beyond that. Definitely don't play any remakes either. I was told, um, now granted the other ones, the Final Fantasy whatever games on the Game Boy and then they continued was known in Japan as Saga, S-A-G-A. The Saga series, I've been told, definitely, you know, I mean, it's it's not quite what we wanted. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've been told that the original Game Boy game, which I recently picked up, wasn't cheap either. I was surprised at how much I paid for that. I think 30 bucks. I've not paid 30 bucks for a Game Boy game in a long time. <laughs> but bought the original Seiken Den sets, and I have Secret of Mana. And then um, I have a flash cart that will allow me to play um, Second Dead Sets 3 on my Super Nintendo. Yeah, I, I got to get with that. With the English patch. <laughs> I got to get that. Yeah. It's expensive, but it's worth it for the fan translations. Again, um, it's it, it skates that weird line between piracy and not. But, you know, I kind of know where my, my loyalties lie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so this is about Mario. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> um, so let's uh, – well, again, is there anything else you want to say about Yoshi's Island? I mean, like I said, I just to put the cherry on top that the game is fantastic, and regardless, I just love that if you consider it a you know Mario game or not, it's a must play. If you are new into gaming and you want to go do some backlogs, like real backlogs, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a must play. That game is fantastic. I just feel it's it's Miyamoto going, oh, you got the Super FX chip? Oh yeah, yeah, it does some cool stuff with Star Fox. Yeah, that's great. All right, I'm gonna fuck around and make a, a regular 2D game and and, blow uh, your minds. and make it do some crazy <laughs> stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's why um, I highly recommend people play that before playing the DS version. The DS version is a great sequel to it, um, but I really think people need to uh, to play the original. The original was the starting point, and it's got some of those things where getting everything without dying. Remember that was the big thing: was <laughs> can you get everything without dying in any one level? And that's like a grit your teeth challenge by the end. If you want to call yourself hardcore, <laughs> beat Yoshi's Island without dying. Ooh, no, I left that. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, but um, but then they would give, uh, again, um, oh, so I should point this out. So Super Mario World 2, not Yoshi's Island, was made. It was developed and ready to go using the Super FX chip. In a new 3D movable world. What the hell does that mean exactly? I mean that Super Mario 64 was running on the Super Nintendo. Oh, using the freaking the FX ship? Well, it must have looked terrible. Yes, <laughs> Super FX 2. I bet it did, and I bet it had a frame rate of like 3. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, man. <laughs> but what's interesting is that it was made. Wow. It was done. It was fucking like ready to go. Wow. And just like Super Mario Brothers 4 slash Super Mario World, Miyamoto goes, hold on, the N64 is coming out, let us go back to square one, let us make this happen, let us do it right. And that is so smart, though, because Super Mario 64, for better or for worse, regardless of what people think, is the biggest piece of crap in the Mario games ever. No, fuck that. It's my favorite Mario game of all time. I hate it, dude. (laughs) And I respect that opinion. And I respect any person <laughs> who has a similar opinion. But it is, and I feel that full disclosure requires me to say it, <laughs> it is my favorite Mario you, game you of all time. Pro- I cannot play that game enough. You know what my problem is? Is I just never liked any 3D Mario. 
Okay. Ne- I tried. Because, you know, of course. Dude. Now, it does It does make the basic concept of Mario obtuse for the sake of making it obtuse. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but what it does do, and what I... Again, you don't need to agree with me. This is not me convincing <laughs> you. What The reason it's significant for me, aside from the fact that... Now, you got to understand, like, at this time, I am... 16 i have a car i have a girlfriend she cares about me i care what she thinks so video games are kind of a second back burner thing to me plus i have a sega cd man like i'm a fucking pimp anyway in the video gaming world (laughs) and i get a nintendo 64 and i give up good times at the mall i could be having with her making out you know (laughs) in front of barnes and noble or something um to play mario (laughs) you know (laughs) Um, like I said, I, that's a big deal. <laughs> I went into it. Pardon me. I remember I was walking. No, you're good. Ooh, freaking soda. Anyway, <laughs> I, remember, I remember what happened exactly. I bought my, my, my N64. I had bought it. I bought it with three games. And you know that that was like a $600 investment. Um, yes. I bought it. I bought it Killer Instinct Gold, mistake. I bought uh-huh. Turok, mistake. And I bought uh-huh. Shadow of the Empire, halfway a mistake. Cause that I was gonna say I like Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, I, mean, I don't care what people I say. Like the view- Even though Dash Rendar is this Han Solo replacement, he's still okay. I mean, like, I, and Lebo's great. I, I like the the snow speeder level. Is you know you, you could play that. Over, oh yeah, over, of course over, everybody over. loves Hoth. But anyway, yeah, so I'm yeah. walking home, you know, from the train, and um, I some dude had a little setup, you know, had a little table in the sidewalk selling uh-huh. books. And then in one little corner, he had a couple of games, and he had in Mario 64. And I'm like, how much you want for it? You know, oh, $30, give it 20 That's it. Right? And I bought it home, and I'm like, ooh, Mario. 20 bucks? Shit, I'd pay 20 right now for Mario 64. Oh, yeah. You know, back then, they were like $79. But anyway, so I bought it, and oh, I bought yeah. it home. And dude, something, I think I was just too dyed in the wall with the 2D Marios. Because I've given every 3D except for the Wii one, because, again, the, my, my Wii doesn't get turned on ever. Um, but I... <laughs> I played the sunshine, and while I like the mechanic of the the hose, and I like the graphics. Again, I couldn't get into it. I just couldn't. yo, I love the mechanic of the hose. Yeah, <laughs> the hose. <laughs> <laughs> but I could never get into it, and you know, people always think I'm crazy. But I'm like, I, you know, I just can't. I just can't. You know, I prefer to play um, new Super Mario Brothers over any of the 3D ones any day. But. Despite what you think of that game, and I really liked it for the stars. I liked it for six different things to do in every level. And then <gasps> the first time you got 100 coins, you got a star. And, oh, my God, are there seven stars in every – there are seven <laughs> stars in every level. And what do you get as a reward? Fucking Yoshi on the fucking roof. Does he do anything? No. Does it add anything? No. <laughs> but he's there, man. Fuck Yeah. But I think I didn't even know Yoshi was in the did. game. <laughs> oh yes, if you get 120 stars and you rocket yourself to the top of the castle before beating Bowser, Yoshi's chilling there. He's on the roof and he talks to you and he goes, "What's up, Mario?" Spa. Well, I don't know what he actually says. He says something. But anyway, I loved the game for that. the The two biggest reasons I loved it though was this was the first game that said 3D is going to happen. It's not only going to happen, it's here. And we did it right, and it's great. 
And I remember trying to adjust to that awkward fucking controller and those weird C buttons. Oh, my God. But at the end of the day, like, do you remember when you would see, like, a walk and, and like, I remember my girlfriend going, how the fuck are you going to walk that thin line? And I'd rotate the camera to make it real easy and just walk straight. She'd go, that is amazing. <laughs> like, it blew her mind. Like, and that was good because anytime a girl cared what I did in video games, that was a big deal. Um <laughs> The other thing it did, and I think the most significant thing it did, is um, uh, is uh, it gave it a voice. It gave Mario a voice. It's Charles Martin comes Mario. on as Mario. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do you remember in the title screen, you could like pull his ears? He was like, hello. <laughs> and he'd like watch your finger go around, and he'd pull his ears and pull his See, mustache. You know, so and you could more. warp his fucking face. D- goes, this, I'm going to tell you right now, this, this goes even more that I, I went into it wanting to like it. Um, I went to the high school of art and design in Manhattan, and it was walking distance to the big F.E.O. Schwartz, you know, for the movie Big, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I went there, they had the video game section, and they had this setup that it must have been maybe, like, maybe 119-inch monitors all together to make one giant one. And they had that whole, you know, before the N64 mm-hmm. came out, they had the big giant head. It's a me, a Mario, oh, 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 you know. And I'm like, I was going crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, my God, my, my mind is exploding. And and this disappointment ensued. <laughs> Yo. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah. Hello. Okay. Um. Well, and to this day, like creating Mario sixty four in in large screens is still done. Okay. Oh, sorry. Did I? I thought that's what you were getting at. Sorry. I, 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 full disclosure, guys. I, I had to step away from the mic for 30 seconds. Anyway, uh, what were you saying right before I left? I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, the, the whole thing, seeing it on a big giant screen, it blew my mind. You know, and FDO Schwartz. Oh, yeah. And again, I went into it trying to love it, and it just didn't for you to happen. It just, to this day, I don't know what the fuck happened. You know what, though? As somebody who is. Playing many games right now, I guess I would say, both new and old, yeah. and trying to tell myself, ah, oh, people think this is great, I should like it. People think this sucks, I should hate it. I really think everybody's got to let that shit go. <laughs> <laughs> Video games are something that is enjoyed and or not enjoyed by everybody for various reasons, and um, and I respect that you don't like Mario 64. <laughs> I do. Um, what's also interesting is... Um, we get our first hints that there was something more to this game. Um, <clears throat> when Mario 64 DS comes out, and they have Wario and Yoshi and Luigi as playable characters, each with mild different special abilities. Now, have you ever played this version? Um, I bought it for my daughter, and lo and behold, she didn't like it. Okay. she didn't like it neither. <laughs> okay. Well, right, because Mario 64 sucks, right? <laughs> her dad taught her well. Um, but uh, all joking aside, um, it does give a hint that uh, there were many interesting levels and possibly even an implementation of four choosable characters, a la Mario 2, originally planned for this That's game. That's kind of cool. It makes me wonder what the hell Super Mario Brothers 5 or Mario World 2 in America would have been like. That's true. You know? Uh, it's one of those things, like you said, with Mario 3 or Wacky Worlds, like, man, what I would give to see some of the prototype shit that that had. I don't, 
And you know in the Iwata asks, he's never going to bring that up. What I don't get is that's like a gold mine. Well, yeah, but Nintendo's proved time and time again that even if there's money to be made, they're not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, Nintendo's <laughs> logic is not logic at all at times. Uh, did you see the, uh, the the joke article I put on B-Team? No, I haven't. <laughs> it was on April 1st, I put a joke article that said uh, Nintendo releases entire catalog on the virtual console. And I put uh, Iwata's original quote as, um, <laughs> as uh, uh, we figured, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hopefully people would learn that like with that quote alone, that's not what it is. And then I go into this whole thing about how Iwata like um, grills himself during his own Iwata asks of himself <laughs> as to why he's releasing these. And I thought it was really, uh, well, I thought it was amusing, of course, but, uh, but anyway, if you guys want to check it out, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a joke article I made up there about, you know, um, and what would happen if Nintendo finally, you know, made their library available. And I even say in there, I think it was, um, Iwata that goes, you know, we here at Nintendo have finally grasped the concept of making money and profit off of work we've already done for free. And as a result of that, <laughs> gamers actually get to benefit. And while we think this is weird, we're gonna we're gonna try it out, you know. And and I I just yeah it was because it, they're so stubborn about that shit. Like it's it's all worthwhile. I I was joking with someone. You know that Sonic's Ultimate Genesis collection that's come out. Yes, I have that. It's fantastic. It is. It's fifty games, forty nine games, um, including you know the biggest series that Sega has to offer. Mm -hmm. And I said, could you imagine if Nintendo took its top 50 games from the Super Nintendo and released them as one disc? They could charge 200 bucks for it and everyone would buy it. Like, you know, pitch perfect. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, imagine a Wii collection. And they could. They literally could. Super Mario Brothers All-Stars, I have put the Wii disc in my console and dissected it. It is less than 30 megs. It is a waste of a DVD. They could put 50 Super Nintendo games on there, no problem. Any 50 games. Dude, the, and they could sell the, that on the Wii right now and make $200 a the disc. The entire Easy. catalog for SNES is like maybe a gig, if that. <laughs> the entire, oh, the yeah. entire everything. Yeah, they could sell the whole thing on disc for $1,000. And I still think there is a huge number of us that would pay it. I know I would. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway... Um, but uh, but yeah, so Su Super Mario Brothers sixty four came out. Um, the one thing I got to give it credit for, and I, I apologize to all my brothers and sisters across the pond. It gave way to one thing that annoys the piss out of me in video games nowadays. Y'all got to get over the fact that there's a fucking snow level. Like I don't know what it is about Brits and wanting to do Christmas episodes. I don't know if it's a bigger holiday over there because I think it's a huge holiday here. But it is a whole nother fucking level for retro podcasts. And every single podcast in the world wants to talk about Christmas stuff. And they always talk about the fucking penguin level and the uh, World 10 or whatever, the other ice level. You may have not even seen it because you didn't play this game. But let it go. <laughs> let it go. It's not that big a deal. It's an ice level. We fight a fucking penguin. It's cool. But anyway. <laughs> um. And then Mario kind of disappears for a while. He does some offshoots. I really dug, um, you know, I kind of danced around it, but at the same time, maybe it was right before it, Square gets together with uh, 
Nintendo before getting thoroughly pissed off with them. Right before Mario 64, they do Mario that RPG. Game, Have you played dude. that? <laughs> I was working at Funko Land. Good, bad, indifferent? No, 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 no. I was working at Funko Land at the time. And I bought it. It was like, I think it was $89 or $79 when it came out. Yeah, because it's got 4,000 chips in it that <laughs> jack up the price. People nowadays see that at like 40 bucks, and they're like, I don't know, man. You're like, what? <laughs> Super Nintendo game at 40 bucks. I'm like, fuck you. That's half off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but dude, I, I loved that game. How that was the first RPG they ever announced, like active battle elements. You know, you got to press A again to like get active a critical time battles. hit. Well, Chrono Trigger did the same thing, but but again, yeah, it was a different formula. And again, you not many people were on board with Chrono Trigger. I don't think people realize how unpopular Chrono Trigger was when it came out. It wasn't as big a deal as it is Maybe now. Maybe amongst a bunch of heathens. All my friends who are hardcore nerds, we loved the crap <laughs> out of that game, dude. You know, well, I mean, I guess I, you're right. I mean, the Super Nintendo gave birth to the hardcore JRPG players, and I was a Genesis person, so of course, <laughs> I wasn't going to touch Fantasy Star. Fuck that. <laughs> so, I didn't know anything about that. You know what I mean? But... You know, if Chrono Trigger was as big a deal as it was, it wouldn't be easy to find. Or it wouldn't be as hard to find as it is nowadays, though. Mm. So I don't think it sold as well as people like to believe. It was another one of those $100 carts, though. Oh, was it? Because I I don't know how I acquired mine. I probably borrowed and traded or something. Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy III, Mario RPG, those were all like those $80, $100 carts. Oh, man, dude. Earthbound, although Earthbound was crazy. Earthbound actually, I think, was fifty bucks, and it came with the fucking that big ass guy. guy. Just nobody knew what the hell to do with it. Jesus Christ! If I could go back in time, Marty McFly style, that's what I would do. I'd go buy a fucking in-store display of Earthbound, come Bye. back and pay off my house. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, so Mario RPG, did you ever beat it? Yeah, dude, I even beat the the secret super boss. I've never started it. Oh, dude. Never played the game. I have it on Virtual Console, but I've never like played I said, I, I like the whole element, though. The whole you press punch and you got to time it just right and you Mario mm-hmm. do an uppercut and fuck the guys up. Or, you know. Nice. It was great, dude. I loved it, man. And I, like I said, I beat it. I grinded the fuck out of it. And I beat the secret final. There's a boss that's from Final Fantasy. I mm-hmm. forgot who it was. I think it was from Final Fantasy V. That's why I didn't recognize the guy. Back and, pay off. and it's some there's some secret boss, and he's harder than the last boss by like a hundred times or whatever the hell. And I beat that dude. I remember. I forgot his name, but if you know people in the know, they know. You know. But yeah, that game was great, dude. I love yeah. it. Love the love the love the love. And that game came out when I was. I heard there's a boss that's a birthday cake in that game. I don't even remember. There's a fucking birthday cake boss. Like, how <laughs> shitty is that? Your birthday cake fights you. <laughs> I also heard there's some weird shit about Princess Toadstool having porn in her room. Ah, uh, dude, I don't. Again, I don't even. I, I beat that game. I need to figure that shit out. I was getting a little older in my years. I think I was either 18 when I played that game. No, yeah, I had to be 18 at least because older in your years. Jesus Christ, I still would have jumped off a building. <laughs> If I was 18 years old, I was in. Like, I, I didn't give a shit. But, yeah, no, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, I wasn't a I kid was anymore. You know, I wasn't a little kid. I was yeah. a young man, you know? 
Yep. And um, I, I don't know. I, I was working at Funkoland, and the box came in, and we only got two copies. And it was one for me. Oh, wait, I one... wasn't 16. I was 14. Wow. Anyway. So it was one for okay. me and one for the, the store manager. You know, we, we both, like, claimed them before they got in there, you know? Fuck yeah. Oh, dude, it was great, man. And I knew you guys fucking did that. Like, hell they yeah. swore to me up and down they didn't do that. I fucking oh, knew you guys yeah, did dude. that. Like, when games came in, it was only one copy or two copies. Yeah. Like, no, they're ours. And they, oh, let me get a copy of a, a Shining Every Star, time. Eternal, yeah. whatever. And I'm like... Ah, sorry, mm-hmm. dude. We got stiff, man. It sucks. <laughs> Can I get Lunar? Lunar? What the fuck is Lunar? We've never heard of it, guy. No, Working Designs made it. No, 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 no. no sorry, sorry, guy. You got to go back. Go, go home. Yeah, I get the fucking... Go to Sears. Right here, I got six copies of my second CD. To- yeah, you want Snatcher? Come fucking see me in a minute. Go yeah. to Toys R Us. Maybe you have better luck there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... But, all right. Uh, so, uh, and then... On uh, N64, uh, there was, again, another Mario Kart, my favorite, although uh, my wife prefers the SNES version. Um, And there was uh, Smash Brothers, which I've never understood that series. I don't. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. And then there was the Paper Mario series. Did you ever play Paper Mario? I tried playing the one on the GameCube. Yes, there was one on the GameCube, correct? There was, the Thousand Year yes. Door. And that game was so effing wordy that I couldn't get, I, it, I just had to stop. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, and Paper Mario was interesting because it kind of wanted to be Mario RPG. And yes, for those of you out there, I'm aware that the Mario and Luigi series is actually the continuation of Mario RPG. It wanted to be Mario RPG, but it, it wasn't. <laughs> I, I mean, it wasn't bad. It was the best I can say. Pardon me. No, no. <laughs> like, it was good, but I, you know, my problem was it was just so, you know, you'll hear, I'm like, oh my. Fucking reading and fucking like figuring shit out. But yeah, I mean, at the same time, it did do certain RPG elements. I don't know. I liked the concept. But it definitely wasn't a Mario game through and through. It was like a side story. I get, yeah, I, I would agree. And, and then the GameCube comes out. And am I wrong? Okay, I know. I know for a fact you did not care for Mario 64. But you do know the phenomenon that that created, right? Because the N64, I'm probably going to get some flack for this, but it's a shitty console through and through. There is a handful of games, less than 10, worth having that console for. Yeah. I and think, I have. That I think console. you're being generous. Yeah, I think I am too. Actually, I would say five games mm-hmm. worth owning that console for Zelda. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and I'm gonna get some shit for this, but GoldenEye is not one of them. Oh snap! Hey, you know um, what, dude? We homies but... now. That's it. We brother. That's it. <laughs> Down. Dude. Yeah, hit it. I don't yeah. get this faux nostalgia. You're not British. Crappy fucking game you're not crap, British. Dude. Okay, whatever, dude. I'm, I'm going to give a little credit to Perfect Dark, but I can't give it to Goldeneye. Never played Perfect Dark. Um, I did play Goldeneye, and I didn't get Play it on Xbox if you have to. It's got Call of Duty controls. It's easier. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The N64 had very little to offer, in my opinion, mm-hmm. even retrospective gamers. Um, now, the GameCube... GameCube is supposed to switch some shit up. And I don't know if you know this. Uh, this was when I was very aware. I was acutely aware 
of retro and uh, import stuff. And when the GameCube came out, I knew the Resident Evil series was getting re-released. Yeah. You know, um, Biohazard series in Japan. And it had, like, upgraded graphics and all this stuff. So I was super eager. And before the console ever came out in America, they were already selling Japanese consoles with switches that you would literally flip an old school switch in the back and it was U.S. <laughs> or Japanese firmware would load up. And all, that's all it was. They just found a way to solder in a new See, chip like, with it's funny. 2K of firmware. Around this time was when I was I just gave up with uh, importing games because I did import games for the Super Nintendo. You know, with that super complicated surgery you had to perform to your Super Nintendo. <laughs> you have to reach and in and try out cut the, out the two prongs. Try out the two yeah. pieces of plastic. Heat up a butter yeah. knife and then just like cut out the prongs. I, yeah. I uh-huh. used the plier. Or get a game. Uh, what was it? I think a game genie would yeah. do it too. But I just did the yeah. plier method. I did the plier that. in there yeah, and just too. wiggle back and forth and rip. But like you know, like I bought the dragon. I used the I heated like dragon, knife. But I yeah. bought like the Dragon Ball Ball Z games for like a hundred dollars and this. But yeah, so like yeah, when the absolutely because you didn't need to read them, you knew <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, I but didn't yeah, like, need to be in the I didn't, I, I didn't even know that existed. What, what you're talking about? It's kind of funky, actually, though. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. And so I imported one. I imported it with Biohazard, uh, the original Resident Evil game. And like an idiot, I thought I could get through it, right? <laughs> because in Japan, um, originally Biohazard or Resident Evil was in English. <laughs> uh, it, like it was spoken in English and all the text was in Japanese, so you could kind of figure it out. Not really the case in uh, the GameCube, although I do think the – excuse me, the voice was in English. Yeah. But here was the thing. I was counting on it to be Biohazard, Resident Evil. I, I expected it to be the same game. It wasn't. They changed the layout, and they added bosses and all kinds of shit. And I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. It was very frustrating. But it was cool. There was a silver lining. Mario Sunshine was coming out. It was going to be the next Mario game, right? It was going to comfortably hold me and embrace me while I waited for Resident Evil to come out, the remake in America, and it was going to be okay because it was going to be another Mario 64 and it was going to be great and I was going to love it. And I got this game and I fucking hated it within less than three minutes. Like, it was horrible. I couldn't figure it out. And I have no better explanation (laughs) than that because I have not gone back and tried to play the game, although I have bought it uh, now that I've started to rebuild my GameCube collection, can't explain that, but I did buy it. I bought it after Wind Waker, though. I will let you know, and I have not played. Oh Wind my Waker. god, GTFO man, come on! <laughs> <laughs> Got to play it before the HD That's remake, my, uh, right? That, um, but uh, uh, second favorite Zelda. <laughs> but yeah, Derek H says I hated Mario Sunshine. I I couldn't stand it. I I don't get what's so good about it. Um, it was pretty. Looking. John, it was pretty at the time. Yeah, it looked good. I'll give it that. It looked good. Um, John from Video Game Outsiders says it's like one of the best Mario games of all time. So, <laughs> if you even like it for a second, like, like I said, tell me I liked that, what the draw. I liked is. it to the point where you fight that first boss. It's like a big giant plant. And you got to jump on his belly button, and you got to fuck him up. But the game lost. I played that in Conkers. I jumped on big plant (laughs) boobs. It was much better. No, like the game lost me (laughs) when you go to those challenge rooms that that they're not optional, though, where the floor is flipping and little panels are moving. You got to jump. And, you know, like like the hardcore platforming parts. 
I, I mean, I know what you're talking about, but no, I have no it, idea what fucking room you're talking about. It's a whole bunch. About, it's like, but... you know, and I think each level has a couple. You got to go in there to probably free a star or stick it up your ass or something. I don't know. And, um... Oh, well, suddenly the games become more appealing. <laughs> <laughs> but when I got to those points, I pretty much... I yeah. dropped the mic. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Fuck out. it. Nope. And, I mean, I, I tried liking it. I bought it, you know, but I didn't like it. And also, for the record, I bought the GameCube for my daughter. So I did play the three okay. or four games that are worth playing on there. You know, Eternal Darkness, the uh, Metroid. <laughs> um, oh, you mean Eternal Dar- Eternal Darkness wasn't for your oh. daughter? That's a total daughter <laughs> game, right? But yeah, so like you know, the, at that at that point, my love affair with Nintendo was already soured with the N sixty four and the GameCube. Uh-huh. I bought it for my daughter. And I'm like, okay, there's a couple of handful of games that are worth, but it's still whatever. Eh. And at that point, I was, I was becoming more of an X-Bot with the halos of the world. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> the Nintendo crowd gives up for Halo. Hey, man, if Nintendo makes me like them, I'd be more than happy to go back. You know? Well, and I say that as a hardcore Halo fanboy. <laughs> it's weird. Like, I'm proud of all four Halos and all its side Dude, quests. I got, I got a but, Halo, um, the Halo Reach Xbox. <laughs> Okay, you win. You win. I I bought ODST at full price and I think that justifies me, but but you win. Um but uh but yeah, and it, and I think that's where we're going to do our cutoff. Like sorry guys. I know you want me to talk about the glory that is Mario Galaxy. All I can say is suffice to say I've played it. I love it. I'm at about 86 stars. I don't know if I'll get to the whole 120, but very pleased with the game. I've heard uh, Galaxy 2 is perfect. Um, I disbelieve that through and through, but I'm sure it's good. Um, I haven't played the Galaxy yeah. games. Um, but again. Sunshine was the first chink in the armor, I guess I would say. And and what I mean by that is Nintendo 64 was not a great console. However, Mario 64 is hardly the reason for that. Mario 64 is the reason you bought that console, even though you know it's shitty. To this day, people buy that console for 30, 40 bucks just so that they can buy Mario for another 20 <laughs> and play it. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the reason people struggle with that virtual console shit. Um, with that weird controller for the N64 just to play Mario 64. Like, it's the reason those things happen. Mario Sunshine did not justify the GameCube. In my opinion, it worked in spite of the GameCube. Okay. You know? I could agree with that. If I say GameCube, give me reasons to buy it right now, I guarantee you, you mentioned Wind Waker. I don't know that you mentioned Mario Sunshine. No, you might mention it and Metroid say, well, Prime you could check was it out. Fucking fantastic. Right? I- and Luigi's Mansion, the best yeah, Ghostbusters game? Was, game? The, yeah, absolutely. The best Ghostbusters game's never made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even though it didn't mean to be. Yeah. But um, Mario Sunshine Mario. is one of those things where I feel like you have to give it a... Mario! <laughs> That's awesome. I feel like you have to give it a caveat. You know what I mean? What's interesting about Luigi's Mansion, uh, or, yeah, Luigi's Mansion is that even now, people talk about it, they're like, "Oh, it's crazy." He kind of hums to the beat, and I was like, "He did that in the GameCube game. Do you remember that where he's walking through and he's like, <laughs> yeah, it was awesome.' The, the fact that um, it had a Mario button that was the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> Mario, <laughs> when he yells out loud. 
Ah, I love that game. The Nintendo 64 is not a great console is like saying the AMC Gremlin is not a beautiful car. <laughs> Touche, brother. Touche. I have to give Derek that one. Uh, he wins on that front. Um, yeah, no, TC, that's the point, was that the GameCube has some solid games and some justifiable reasons for owning one. I do own one. I have Killer7 on it. I think Killer7's best version is on that. I think Resident Evil 4's best version is on that. But, like he says, it's the first time a Mario game did not justify the purchase. And that's significant in and of itself. In fact, you'll argue probably Thousand Year Door is worth owning for that console. Um, it's just uh, Sunshine has a caveat attached to it that I don't think many other games for that console do. Okay. I, could, I, could, I could agree. <coughs> but yeah, so that's, that's the Mario discussion. I think we'll table it right there. Um, those of you in the chat... Um, me and Eli are going to wrap up, and so in the meantime, if there's any questions you want to ask in relation to the Mario series, definitely bring them up now. Um, Eli, do you have any uh, additional questions or anything that hasn't been really spoken to in the Mario series that you want addressed now or comments to make? Not really. I mean, the only thing I could say is just the fact that it's kind of ridiculous how much of an icon this little Italian plumber has become. <laughs> I mean, for example... Look at John Jacobson. You know he got a tattoo on his ass so, of Mario. <laughs> you know he does. <laughs> you know. I can neither confirm nor <laughs> deny the whereabouts of a tattoo on John Jacobson's ass. He has Yoshi Mario. on one cheek and Mario on the other. <laughs> no, but like I'm saying, like, you know, so, like even me, and I, I, I am super fucking jaded when it comes to Nintendo. You know, and even me now, I haven't done. <laughs> Cannot wait to have you on for the Zelda <laughs> podcast. You know, but I, I, I am, I am super jaded. But it's like, I'm. It's all about the past. But the thing is, it's still like such a caricature in my mind. You know, Mario. It, it just is. It's Absolutely. like you know, even my daughter. She's like you know, anybody that I know, everybody knows who the hell Mario is. You know, they're like. Well, so here's my one question. In your mind, does Mario have a voice, or is he voice? Unfortunately, it's the, it's the me, I'm Mario. You know, that's what I hear in my head. It, it is what I hear, you know. But it's like funny, like whenever I tell somebody, oh, you know, Mario, they don't go, who, Batali? You know, they know that, that I mean, you know, that I mean Mario, Mario, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm saying it just, it's, it's kind of cool, man. I mean, that little aspect. And I wish Nintendo would use that love that people my age still have. There are not blinded by the crap and, you know make us love you again that's all i want to do i want i want to love nintendo i really do but they don't let me so and that's my closing point nintendo won't let you they love them they won't <laughs> per eli they keep cheating on me from knuckleballer radio <laughs> yeah see they keep fucking your friends when you're not in the room like it's it's just oh it's frustrating i had a girlfriend like that once um but uh Derek Gage is like no Mario Karts or basketball or him showing up in baseball or golf. No, I'm 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 sorry. Mario can have a party. Marty Mario can be paper. Mario can be a lot of things, and uh, it's still not classic Mario. There are reasons to like Mario's carts, his thousand door journey, and his sports outings with Sonic, but uh, not here, not now. Is is kind of my thing. I, I'm not above it. I'm just saying not here, not now. So, um, but, uh, 
But yeah, and so I think we'll we'll leave it at that. Mario is definitely a significant part of uh, Nintendo's history and gaming. Um, gaming hopefully, as a whole, you yeah. Know, the, the gaming lexicon, you know, Mario is like a is super iconic. Yeah, I mean he he broke barriers for a lot of um, games, and again, much like everything else in history, you can make arguments for or against that. I respect that. Oh, Derek Age does bring up Doctor Mario. I'm sorry I didn't bring that up. <laughs> And we don't have time for it. But Dr. Mario is a great game. It was on both the Game Boy, the NES, and it was re-released on the Wii. So check it out. But um, it is uh, a whole new spin on Tetris. Um, but uh, but yeah, Mario significant. Who would have thought he would be as significant as he is? And everybody wants to be the new Mario, and I could... Uh, shit all over the new Mario games. <laughs> but uh, instead of doing that, we're going to appreciate him for what he is. And uh, without further ado, call it to a close. So, uh, Eli, I want to thank you very much for being on our show. It's a, Where can we find you if we're looking it's for a you? good to go. <laughs> oh, you can find me on everything, you know, Xbox, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. That's about it. As a Sodom, S-O-D-O-O-M. And that's pretty much it, man. Well, don't you do a little show? Do I? I don't even know, dude. It's fucking late, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will do it for you. Eli is available, uh, better known as So Doom, uh, with a good friend of the show, Sean Freeman, on Knuckleballer Radio, which does appear on all games at 9 p.m. Eastern every Sunday night, predating our show by only two hours. Um, so uh, I want to thank you for being on. Uh, I want to thank Derek. I want to thank Tireclaw. I want to thank uh, All Games and everybody in the chat. Thank all my boys at um, B Team Podcast, uh, which is also on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. You can find me there, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, and uh, check us out at GamingHistory101.com. Right now we're doing light gun shooters. I just recently did an article on The Punisher for the NES, which you was a weird back, third you person. You brought back some bad memories. I have blocked, I have blocked <laughs> those memories. So I keep seeing people have a <laughs> very negative uh, connotation with that game. <laughs> well, on the plus side, you can look forward to uh, much more coverage coming up within the next week. I promise you Lethal Enforcers 1 and 2, Revolution X, that classic game with I Aerosmith, like game. <laughs> and many, many more. I, what? I, I was a big fan of Revolution X at the time. As well, you should be. It is a fucking amazing game, despite the fact that it's a shitty video <laughs> game. Anyway, um... So you can look for that and many more on GamingHistory101.com. And until next week, peace out. Rip it, rip it, rap. <laughs> nice. Mario, you did it! I'm saved! Thank you, thank you so much! Yes, princess, you are free. Your nightmare is over. Oh, I'm so happy. Yes, yes. How about a kiss? What? I say, how about a kiss, yes? What? Why would I do that? What? Why would you... I, I just saved your life. Yeah, but I, I don't even know you. I rescued you. Yeah, but you expect... What, what kind of Samaritan are you? You rescued me just so you could get with me? Jesus Christ, I'm not asking you to suck my dick. All I want is a kiss. Do you know what I went through to get here? Ooh, you leaped a bunch of mushrooms. I'm so impressed. 
Well, you're the one who got captured by mushrooms. I mean, how you know, the fuck does that even around. happen? Don't flip this. I'm not. You got kidnapped by something that goes on a salad. Okay, it's a little more complicated. And by the way, by the way, I did not just leap a bunch of mushrooms. There were also these turtle shell things I had to jump over, and that was that was really hard. And the only help I got was every once in a while a gold star would appear up above me, and I would jump up and touch it, and it would go let that let that let let that let that let that let let, and then that would help a little bit. And I feel a little better, but it was hard. I mean, the, the whole thing was really hard. I'm not kissing you. Okay, fuck this. Fuck it. Hey, dragon, you can have her. <laughs>